Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Let me tell you something. If y'all thought I was going to come on here upset, if y'all thought I was going to come on mad that the Cowboys beat down the Washington football people, you're wrong. You're wrong. We're going to talk about it all, right? We're going to talk about that capital punishment that went down in D.C. Cowboys moved to 9-4. It wasn't all pretty. Okay, I get it. And we'll get to that part for sure. Uh, but the defense dominated, and I, I definitely want to lead with that. And also some injury news in the roundup. And a little bit of uh, some, some uh, bully ball, right? Some bully ball after the play from Lyle Collins. We'll talk about that as well. But... Do not let a small portion of the fan base deter you from the fact that they wanted Dallas. They were screaming, we want Dallas, and we went in there and beat them and beat them down. And if you are a Cowboy fan in that area or a Cowboy fan that lives around these Washington football people fans or rival fans in general, I had to put myself around that to, to kind of, you know, when you do this, you get so focused on certain small specific things that your fandom can escape you for a little bit. I had to surround myself around my peoples back in the way because they don't give a damn about what we care about. They don't care about what we care about. All they care about is did we beat you? If Washington beat the Cowboys, I would have had to hear it from so many people, but it didn't happen. So I was able to, you know, Gloat. And I don't care if they have a bat. I don't care. No one cares about backups. No one cares when Dallas plays with them. So I don't care if you got to play with them. So I was able to gloat. I was able to talk trash. I was able to do all that good stuff. And it, it reminded me that, folks, folks, this is a rivalry game. You know? The we want Dallas thing, right? The whole, they're on a four-game win streak. And, and we're not going to be prepared. They're a tough, gritty team. I'm not hearing none of that stuff. Dallas went in there and handled business as they should. Now, you know, it's like having a sibling, right? When you're sibling, y'all can fight amongst each other, and we'll we'll do that. We'll fuss and we'll 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 talk about what's going on, what's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys in that sense, right? But if someone else is coming for your squad, I expect you to ride for your squad. I'm not seeing that out here in these streets. I'm really not. And it's a little bit disturbing, right? Like, me and my bro used to fight all the time. If you ain't here, bro, you already know. We used to brother-brother fight. It is what it is. We could literally be fighting each other, physical hand fighting each other. If somebody outside of our circle came in and tried to get in that fight, it flipped in a minute. It flipped in a second. I don't see that, I don't see that type of camaraderie out here at Cowboys Nation, so I'm just a little worried about that. I'm a little worried about that, man. Jeremy said, gang, gang. I, yeah, that's just what I'm saying, you know what I mean? Just ride for each other, and we'll figure this thing out. There will be no family meeting today, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know, we'll talk about what the issues are with Cowboys offense and the quarterback, but there will be no family meeting today. Today, there will be finally a goddamn going cookout, man. And I got to hit that button. It's not Feel Good Friday, but it feels good to finally get a victory cookout back. It's been since, what, Atlanta, y'all? I'm trying to think. Since Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. 
I mean, I know the Cowboys won last week, but that was more of a, a family meeting. So we're, we're going to have a victory cookout from yesterday because, if, if anything, the defensive side of the ball deserves that, right? They deserve that. All right, man. Let's get TC95 said defensive cookout. Exactly. That's pretty much what it's going to be. Let's get some chat, some chat outs real quick, man. Nisi, TC915, Doug Smith, a.k.a. O'Hit, Miss Sheila. Fresh Fade said he didn't get the notification. There's something going on with 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 the, with YouTube, and I can't put my finger on it. I mean, there's something behind scenes that's happening, but I don't know, man. I don't know why they're not uh, giving out the notifications, and my apologies for that, man. Flow in the building, Mark Canella, Russell Branham, Felipe, over all the way from France, Ted Prickett, uh, Charlene, Jeremy, Just Blaze, Gene Jones, Jay Trilla, Iceberg Q, what's up? Tamara DeBar. <laughs> look, look, look. I started at 940 Eastern, right? Nine and four. She said I fools with it. Okay, okay, I like it. Jacob Mack, Sir King Bishop, Kevin, Trey Manning, what's up, bro? Mike Harris, Frankie Franchise, William Anthony, Sean, Kevin, Tony, Stevie Mac, the my guy. Show me your TDs. Been a while since I've seen you. And I'm not saying that, you know, I don't want to get censored here. I don't want to offend nobody. That is literally his YouTube name. Just saying. Steve Lupton. What's up, Russ? Jesse Falls. Uh, Kevin Z. Mark 214. Sin City Cowboy. What's up, Sin City? Chasing the building. Iceberg Q. Uh, let me make sure we got. Okay. We do got Facebook in the building. I'm not quite seeing it pop up here on the chat. So my apologies, Facebook. But shout out to you guys that are also watching on Facebook as well as Twitter. Had to get that out, you know. Had to get that out because we're going to talk amongst each other. And if you want to call in and talk amongst each other, you can. 351-999-3787. Usually the, the day after the games are when we get our hot takes. So not even our hot takes, just the opinions are very strong right after. So I love to hear from you guys. You'll obviously hear from me. Um and then tomorrow we'll do after further review because I'll be able to get into the lab and see what's going on both offensively and defensively. I'll probably drop a um, uh, drive of the game tape today, and, and it's not going to be offensively. For the first time this year, I think I'll do a drive of the game uh, on the defensive side of the ball because there were so many fun drives. And I, I caught myself saying this yesterday. I'm not the only one. It's becoming more fun when the defense goes out on the field, and, and that sucks, right? You know, I love defense. But there was a point in time where I thought the offense was the fun part of this team. It's no longer the case right now. So we'll, we'll talk about all that, y'all. Uh, a couple Super Chats before we get into the roundup. Super Chat. By the way, somebody said every time they see a Super Chat now, I, I can't remember who it was on Twitter. Every time they see a Super Chat now and, and anybody's stream, this is what they hear. Super Chat. I love it. Sin City with the four ninety nine donation. Thank you, brother. You feel that we can bring the broom out for the division. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, there was another one. Super chat. J-Rod 2422, appreciate you for the $2 donation. The whole O needs to sit on the kids' table, a hashtag Dak. I mean, they ain't even invited to the cookout. They in, they in the crib, you know? They in the crib doing chores. You'll see. You'll see when the cookout comes. You'll see. Uh, Who else? I thought we had one more. I don't want to miss you. Okay, no more Super Chats. All right, man. All right. The Traveling Man Talk Show when Dark uh, sailed the... Oh, okay, you're talking about that. My bad, my bad. All right, let's get into the roundup, and then 
We will hit the phone lines afterwards if we got some callers. If not, we'll move on to the first word. Actually, we're going to move on to the first word after the roundup. So here we go. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Make sure we got that round up. There we go. Morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Your solution for your fitness goals, whether it be weight loss, strengthening up, toning up sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at Texas Family Fitness have everything you need. Everything. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area and let them know that A to Z sent you, Skywalker sent you, that's important. Or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. First up in the roundup, some injury news coming out of that game. I mean, it is concerning, I guess, right? Tyrus Smith to be re-evaluated today from the ankle injury that he suffered yesterday. Um, I said this on the post-game show. It's easy to say, oh, he's injury prone. I mean, that's true. But this wasn't one of those things, right? Like Tyron Smith came back, got healed up uh, enough to play through his his injury, and he was playing at an all-pro level again, and he got rolled up on by Connor McGovern and uh, took him out. Tyden Secchi came in. If you ask me how he played, I did not go back and watch that, but I'll tell you this, I didn't hear his name called. So I'm not going to lie to you and act like I went back and watched the tape. Uh, if I felt like Ty must have played good enough. The offensive line and pass protection specifically I thought was was fine. I thought they did good yesterday. Um, do do I think Ty and Secchi long term? Am I happy about that? No. Absolutely not. You need Tyron Smith back in this lineup. Hopefully it's minor. Uh, Michael Gelkin said he's in good spirits. In good spirits after the game, but something to kind of monitor as we move forward. We need... Tyron Smith. Coincidentally, Cowboys were playing without their two starting tackles yesterday (laughs) at some point in the game. Lyle Collins was playing very well, by the way. I felt like I had to, I don't know why I had to defend this man yesterday. I went back and watched specifically Lyle in the first half. He was really damn good. Um, And then he had a cramp, came out for a few plays, came back in, then got ejected. And he got ejected. Because he threw, I don't know what to call it a punch, but he was protecting his quarterback. Now, the play was not a dirty play. I just think what happened was Lyell saw it from a uh, from an angle, from a distance, and it looked like my man was trying to roll up on Dak. Hey, he did a moment. You don't know really what's going on. You just saw somebody push your quarterback out of bounds. He went to try to protect his cue. I ain't mad at him at all. At all. This is what he had to say about uh, protecting his quarterback. It wasn't really the late hit for me. I felt like he was rolling towards Dak's leg. It was uncalled for. I'm just here to protect my quarterback at all costs. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. I love it. You won't won't hear me. In fact, you know who else loved it? Mike McCarthy. Go back and watch. Go back and watch the play in slow motion or what have you from the broadcast view. Mike Mike saw Big Lyle come over there. Push, push the man away, throw a hook or whatever he did, and Mike just kind of just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. I, I love Mike. I ain't going to hold you. 
I, it's something about Mike McCarthy that's just football to me. Just kind of he old school, but he also a, 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 a coach's player, or a player coach, or what have you. I like Mike. I like Mike. Man. He let it roll, and I love that. Guys, how many times am I going to come on here and, and talk about Mike? I don't. How do you? How do you? Outproduce the week before every single week. That that's not normal for any player, any position. That just doesn't really happen. You would think at some point he would plateau, right? It's just not happening for Micah. It's really not since week nine. Micah Parsons nine and a half sacks, most in the NFL. Sixteen quarterback hits, most in the NFL. Ten tackles for loss, most in the NFL. Three force fumbles, most in the NFL. On a season, 12 sacks, 75 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, 27 quarterback hits. I, I'm running out of words. I said this before. I keep saying this. I don't really know what else to say. Maybe just these two words. All pro are these three sim, uh, 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 letters. MVP, maybe not of the league, but defensive player. That is no longer a question. That is no longer, oh, well, he's in consideration. No. If they're, you know, on the Heisman, you got your front runners, your three front runners or whatever. Micah Parsons is a front runner. Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. That's it. That's all. How those dudes, those dudes finish the season will determine who wins defensive player of the year. But that young man, whether he wins it or not, is deserving so of the award. Um, I'm just running out of words, man. I'm running out how to describe this guy, his mental capacity of the game, his IQ. He's just a coach's dream. I put he's a cheat code because he is. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about Micah probably in a cookout, or maybe I'll come out of the first word talking more about Micah. But it's just so much fun to watch this guy, man. Y'all can help me out with more words. I can't find any more words for this man. He's just all world. Forget all pro. He's all world. He's the best rookie. The best rookie defensive player we've seen since LT. A lot of people don't want to compare him to LT. That's fine. I don't care. But he's the best defensive rookie since LT. And and is it even up for discussion anymore? I don't think it is. Let's listen to Michael Parsons after the game yesterday in the first word. Yeah, I mean, now when we go five, uh, you know, when you see all five of us down, they're going 5 0. I mean, everybody got opportunity when they're one on one. I mean, I think you guys saw the significance they made when they came back. I mean, Randy and D Law both came in with a sack, and Randy with the pick. So, I mean, just having them back and them getting back in the swing of things, getting ready for this big run we're trying to do, is just only going to go up from here. Seems like so many of your sacks, big plays, come on in big moments, third down, fourth down. Is there anything you can pinpoint to that? or? Yeah, you know, first and second down, I think those times where you might get a mix of run and pass, but third and fourth down is when you hunt. And uh, I think those are the money Ooh, downs that go you hunt. the opportunity where they might hold the ball a little bit longer and you get to that quarterback. So um, those, those you should look forward to third and fourth down. You think, did you see another running back in pass protection after your second sack? No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I love that anytime, any day of the week, 365 a year, baby. He asked that man. 
Did you see a running back again once they put you on a <laughs> No. I didn't. But I welcome it. The dude is unblockable. I, he's unblockable. You and here's the thing. I said this in our Twitter space yesterday after the game. I was kind of chilling at the crib watching the game. I kind of love those Twitter spaces because you could just kick back, chill. I ain't got to set nothing up. I could just kind of just 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 talk. I said this yesterday in the Twitter space. With all these guys back, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore, more these guys, it allows Michael Parsons to be the best Michael Parsons. There was this argument all year, debate. I don't want to call it an argument. Should he play defense and full-time? Should he play linebacker full? I always believe he's best at LB because he's your best linebacker and he's your best pass rusher. But you can pass rush him from the linebacker position. And I think you saw that on both of his sacks, why it's important to keep him at LB. He was phenomenal against the run game again, as he usually is. But when you blitz him and you rush him, he's going up against guards or centers, ladies and gentlemen, or a running back. That the real mismatch is Micah against those guys. If we're keeping it a bean, he's a beast off the edge. There's no doubt about it. A beast. Tackles are supposed to be more equipped to deal with an edge rusher. Guards are not equipped to deal with a Micah Parsons type of rusher. They play in a phone booth, meaning they don't have to do a lot of moving. I got my guy Tim in the building. You played the D line, Tim. He, they play in a phone booth. Micah Parsons is so agile and so twitchy and so quick, he can literally run circles in that phone booth. So imagine a big guy trying to get his hands on you or trying to figure you out where he doesn't have much space to operate. And Micah can A, bull rush you, B, run around you, or C, pull a Houdini move. Now, now you see me, now you don't. He is literally unblockable from that position. And if you go back and look at his sack fumble, take a look at Demarcus Lawrence. If Demarcus Lawrence, I'm sorry, if Micah didn't get there, Demarcus Lawrence would have got there. And that's why I think this front seven is special because you got all these guys back and there's just no way, no how you can double team everybody. Um, There was a stat, I think it was uh, John Machota. I'm going to give him credit for this. He dropped the defensive uh, snap count stat yesterday. Cowboys defensive line, 68 snaps yesterday. Micah Parsons played 54. Demarcus Lawrence, 47. Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore played more than I thought they would, but I had a feeling this would turn into what happened last week with Demarcus Lawrence. They came into the game. We're going to give them a few snaps or whatever and and see what happens. They play so well, you can't take them off the field. They both played 30 and 31 snaps. In total, from those guys, you got five sacks, seven quarterback hits, four tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, and an interception. Ladies and gentlemen, that is sustainable. That can travel. You can try to throw, what do they they say, a wet paper towel over us or whatever, right? You can try to throw a wet blanket over us or whatever and say it's against this person and that person. Fine. Whatever. That travels. There's not a lot of offensive lines that can deal with that down in, down out. And Neville Gallimore is on a mission, but we'll get into him on the cookout, man. We'll get into him on the cookout. I just, I just love what I saw from Mike in this defense. And and we'll get into the rest of the game, but I, I definitely wanted to start off with this defense really showing their asses. They really are. Once again, though, Week 17 is a real, real test for me, but you want to get, get that rhythm that we're not seeing on the other side of the ball, but you want to get that rhythm. 
All right, let's get my guy Mel in the building. What's up, Mel? You got the first. Happy Victory Monday. <laughs> you got the first happy word, bro. Happy Victory Monday. <laughs> I know it don't feel like it, but Happy Victory Monday, baby. Hey, great game yesterday, man. That defense. We've been waiting. Christmas came early. Yeah. We've been waiting to see what does this look like with Micah, Randy, and D. Law. What is this really, really going to look like? If this is what it looks like, the league is in trouble, bro. It's a, the league is man, in trouble. And I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to exaggerate. I just truly believe this is a championship front seven. Like, sometimes I got to remind myself that, yes, certain parts of this team is not, are not looking great. But I've seen, I've seen teams win a Super Bowl with this kind of front seven, man. And, and I'm trying to relax a little bit because we got to see it against better competition. But but this is the type of front that travels, bro. It is. Uh, Chicago was all over Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Now they didn't sustain that, man, but hey, I think we we don't. Hey, Rodgers, he, he different. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, but bro. if yeah. if we can, if this defense, what we doing right now with that with that front seven, hey, LVE yesterday. Right. LVE played damn good yesterday, played bro. Game. LVE played, played damn good yesterday. So I'm really, I'm really, really excited about that defense, man. Really excited. So we gonna sm- everybody in the chat. Make sure y'all smash the like button. Make sure y'all smash the like button. Now right after that, you can smash the panic button on offense. Nah. Right after you smash the like button, you can smash the panic button on offense. Because it is close. time to start panicking. I'm close. To, pa- panic <laughs> is real strong. I'm concerned though. It's been about two months, man. It's been about two months since we since we really seen our boy Cook. I'm gonna tell you why I'm concerned. When you're done. I got you. Okay, but uh, we'll we'll get to that. But defensively, man, if if Randy, it's not even to me. It's not an if because what O line is going like you just said? What O line is going to contend with this for an entire game? Like it's it's too much. And then on the back end, the way the way uh, curse. And Diggs, A B, you know, A B A B. But he wasn't bad yesterday. He no. wasn't bad. I, I, he wasn't bad. He, we we gotta stop having to protect our, our, our beliefs of it with A B this year. A B's fine. You know, there, there's no need to Yeah, he, he wasn't bad. A B A B was straight. So and uh I like I like Malik Hooker what he gave us yesterday, mm. man. I like that he smacked old boy. And he was coming up and filling on the run. So, A.B. was good, man. We shut down that run game. This was one of the top-run teams in the league. We shut down that run. Um, they got a couple of plays late. The, the one the one deep ball, that was just a hell of a play, man. That was a hell of a play. First, hold on, real but, quick, uh, Mel. And then, you know what pissed me off about that play? It was a hell of a play, by the way. Sims made an unbelievable Moss-type catch. Uh, usually, Trayvon Diggs doesn't get beat on balls like that. And when I say beat, I mean in the air. He was not beat. By the route, I mean Trayvon was right there. No, he wouldn't be. Um, it, it was it was in the air. I was surprised at. However, if you go back and look at that, Michael Parsons was not only held, but he had a hands to the face. He's held on every play, Scott. I know, bro, but directly in He's front. He's held on every play, Scott. But you got to throw the flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude had his hands in his face mask. He was held, and the only reason why he escaped is because he was held and he had a hands to the face. Had he not been held, Michael would have had another sack. That play is not happening. It should have been negated. I digress. That kind of ticked me off. He, he's, he's held on the sacks. He's held the on the sacks. Like, dude, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. We, like you said, they can't block them. You gotta hold them. You gotta hold them. The only time, the only time you can, you're gonna win is when he gets a little fatigued. That's it. Yeah. That's the only time you're gonna win. And That's now, the only time you're gonna win. And here's the problem now, bro. If he's fatigued. DQ doesn't have to always keep him out. They can give him a two-play blow if it's a pass rush opportunity because you got D-Law and you got Randy Gregory back. So you're not losing pass Ooh. rush juice. You still have that threat of the rush. So it's it's a beautiful sight to see. Beautiful sight. I'm going to just – now I'm going to say – I know everybody's going to call to talk about number four. I'm going to just say oh, it yeah. real quick. He, he, he deserves the, it. The, th- the, <laughs> the thing right now that I, I don't even recognize – this guy like the the dude that i know man is fearless the dude that i know is he 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 got big big cojones this dude i'm watching i don't even recognize him like he looked timid he looks there's a blueprint he looks there's, there's a blueprint hesitant there's a blueprint and here's why he looks timid he looks hesitant people thought the blueprint in denver was crowded line of scrimmage stop the run et cetera, et cetera. that ain't the blueprint and I, I said this last – coming out of this game against the Saints, I said, if you notice, they just drop back a lot of players and rush for and say, fine, try to run on me with your one-legged running back and your offensive line who's who's not really blocking it up well in the run game. I know you can't. You know? You're going to get four yards, cloud of dust, three yards, cloud of dust. So what's, what is going to happen during that? It's going to make you want to pass the ball. And you're going to have to pass the ball in a sea of players. And he even said this, and I said this prior to his, his uh, press conference, my man's pressing. He's trying to make a 14-point play. I joke and say 14-point play, but he's trying to make a 14-point play on every single throw for no reason at all. And he said, he said, I got to get back to being simple. I got to get back to just taking the plays and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you find him trying to chase this aggressiveness all game, and it's leading to poor decisions. It's leading to, to bad throws, which mostly come from the poor decisions. And then I can't really explain why we can't adjust to this style of defense playing against us, Mel. You know teams are, are they're playing back, right? They're playing all this zone coverage. They're playing quarters. They're putting seven or eight guys in the passing lanes. Why are we not adjusting? Why are we, why are we relying on tight window throws down in, down out? He did great in tight window throws in, in, in New Orleans. It's terrible. Yesterday. Now, I, again, let me, I haven't seen the All-22. I'm just basing this off of his decision-making yesterday, Mel. I did not like it. I thought it was extremely poor, and this is why I believed it was his worst game yesterday. A lot of people will say KC, or they might say Denver. I don't necessarily think those two were worse. I think yesterday no, was, worse was his worst game because of decision-making. That was his worst game. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was his worst game. And he, was not, he was not under pressure. No, offensive line played yesterday. very well, man. Offensive line blocked He was blocked, not under pressure well. yesterday. Yeah. He was not under pressure yesterday. He did not step. He, he's not stepping up in the pocket. He's not climbing the pocket. He's consistently going out the back of the pocket. That's where you're seeing a lot. Well, uh, he's not getting sacked a lot, but you know some no, of those, sacked, some of those, yeah, those scramble plays. He's, he's going out of the back of the pocket a lot. He's not climbing. Um, he's coming off the first read almost like right away. Now, again, like you say, look, I'm no, I'm no quarterback guru. Dak, Dak is ten times the quarterback I could, I'm even in my dreams, but just from what I'm seeing, from what everybody else is seeing, it's something. It's it's in his head. It's clearly mental. I don't think it's physical um, at all, bro. A lot of people are saying, you know, he hasn't been such and such since the injury. 
I think it's a coincidence. I, I don't think it's because of the injury. I think it's more mental. I think his mental game right now is is broke, and he has to figure out a way to get it back yeah. going. And and it's it's not going to happen schematically. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think he's going to have to bring it. He's going to have to climb out of this 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 low part of the valley that he's, he's in. He's got to climb out of it. Yeah. he's got to climb out of it. Mm-hmm. If you if you you've been an athlete, I've been an athlete. A lot of people on the chat been an athlete. There are times you suffer from confidence issues. There's, there's times where things happen where you just start to suffer from confidence issues where sometimes it just starts to toilet ball. I know I've definitely suffered from confidence issues as an athlete. And right now, just from the outside looking in, it definitely feels like he's suffering from some sort of either confidence or some sort of something mental up there. It's there's, mental. there's something yeah. where it's, it's not all clicking. Um, but I have full confidence. I do have full confidence that he will climb out of it. I don't know how soon. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know. I oh, just be honest because we keep we keep saying we can. Oh yeah, he's gonna come out of it. I just don't know when. I don't know when. Now I would love to feel like, hey, this New York Times. I'm about to say. I think next week. <laughs> I said this <laughs> in the Twitter medicine. space. I said this in the Twitter space, and I think it was uh, it was it was who was it? Uh, I think it was Tuck who said, you know. It was it was kind of a, a metaphor where he was like you know you get a, you, you get a headache you take some medicine, you know Dallas has a headache right now the medicine is the New York Giants right like that that defense yeah. shouldn't be able to to hold up your offense or this passing game so the Cowboys need a get right game offensively Dak needs a get right game offensively sometimes you need to play the division two team just to kind of get your juices going and then you figure things out as you go and I'm not disrespecting the Giants in a sense saying the division two but you know in college right you go up against some some cupcakes and you you kind of get your, horrible. your confidence the horrible. horrible you know don't yeah. I don't want anybody and yeah. honestly be real with you I'm not breaking down the Giants you know X's and O's this week all like that we'll talk about the Giants Why? but yeah. I'm not going to do this the Giants are, are a terrible team they're awful offensively they're awful defensively right now so, um, I, and again, they did they did play well against the Chiefs. So I you know give them that like four weeks ago. But I, I, yeah, this should be a get right game. Yeah. If it's not, I think that the panic button. My finger is close to the panic button, but that's not. It's on the concern button right now. And I have full belief the offense will figure it out. I just think they need to do exactly that. Sit their asses down in the room, and I think Cooper said it in his press conference. We got to have a con. We got to sit down and talk about what the hell is going on. Got to sit down and talk about what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Got to sit down and talk about, and, and it's got to be a collective, you know. And uh, I'm gonna, I, hold on real quick. I don't agree with Adrian. Adrian said the get right game was the Falcons. I don't think so. A, a get right game is, nah. to me that was after a bad game. Like I think about it. Prior to the Denver game, the offense was balling. The Denver game was we thought was an anomaly. Like oh, it's just it's a mishap that that happens, right? It's a blip on the radar. A get-right game is when your offense or your defense or whatever is in a slump and they need a get-right game to get back on track. That's what you hope this next game is, Adrian. That's what I mean by get-right game. The Denver game we thought was a blip on the radar. Came back and they looked like who they were. I feel like your offense has been in a slump right now for at the very least, uh, what is it, four of the the last six games or, or three of the last five games, the very least. Yeah, and it, and Atlanta basically had everything go wrong that could go wrong. So it was kind of a – that was kind of like a team get-right game, if, if, if you want to say that. But speaking specifically about number four yeah. and, and the offense, I would not say that was – I would not say that about Atlanta. 
No, uh, no, that, that was just that was a bounce back game. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that was. They had a bounce there you back. Go. From, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hey, that was, that hey, was like overall bounce that game. But yeah, I know yeah, you got other callers, man. Yeah, my yeah, bad, bro. We done, great we done. show. <laughs> great show, man. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. My bad, y'all. Me and Mel, we, we talk off off air a lot too about this this cowboy stuff. So we we, we could tend to go. We could tend to go. My apologies. Um uh who else was in here? L Gene, then old head. L Gene, what's up, hey, brother? What's going on? What's going on, Scott? Hey, uh, y'all were talking about that Michael Parsons hold. Uh, on that long ball to uh, Gallup, LC was called for a hold. That was I said, a if they're going to call that, then they need to call that same hold on Michael Parsons yeah. because every time he gets blocked, he's blocked that same way. Yep. They horse collar tackle. They horse. They put that arm right in that neck area, and that's the only way you can block him. So I was like, that's crazy. If if they're going to call that on Mike, uh, they're going to call that on. I LC, wish I could find every a screenshot, Jim. I really, uh, while you talking, I'm going to try to find it, bro, because it was so damn obvious. <laughs> but anyway, go oh ahead, bro. Oh, my goodness, man. Uh, what's your I, thoughts, I, Well, I've seen it, and I said the same thing. Well, all right, the first thing I wanted to say was about Dak. <laughs> and I, I, I mentioned this on Law Show. Uh, shout out to Law, by the way. Uh, I, that pass that he, that interception that he threw, it's the same play and the same pass he threw to CD in the New England game that hurt the Cavs. And ironically, the shot that they showed was behind the offense. So you've seen it open up. Soon as he uh, rolled out, I said, okay, hit him right then and there. Yeah. He could hit him off his back foot on the run. For some reason, Dak set his feet. And I was like, why did he set his feet? It gave, the, it gave that linebacker that split second to catch back up. I said, man, something is wrong with Dak's head. And I don't think it's, it's, it's health. I think it's mental dealing with the health. Like, okay, this oh. is the same pass. If I torque my See, body the great. same way I torqued my body, if I torqued my body the same way that I, 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 I did with that CD throw, the calf, I, I, I think it's mental. It is mental, but it's mental dealing with the health. And I, I also think that the coaching staff also is telling him to get down. To not run. Well, I, I we really know we know the coaching staff is, is holding him back from running. But I don't see. This is why I don't think it's, it's physical, because that's what you're saying. You're, you're you're trying to put it in the mental box, but you're saying it's physical. I don't, I don't think physically he's worried about his 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 leg, because we've seen him run. We've seen him throw on the run. We've seen him throw darts on the run. We've seen him be accurate in dropbacks. We've seen even in the midst of this slump, we've seen it. I think the consistency and, and, issue is mental. We got to understand, he, he's made plays. He hasn't made them at a consistent right. level, and he hasn't made the normal plays at a consistent level like he was doing in the first seven weeks. And that's where I think the mental, the mental part of the game is coming from because I think he's pressing. I think teams are saying, throw the ball, and he's like, well, I'm, I got to make it count, and he's trying to make these big plays. For, for that interception, the throw was there right away. Um, once, once Schultz stops, that can't. If you wanted Dak to kind of keep rolling and then throw it across his body, that's a recipe for disaster. He he had to kind of stop and plant his feet and make the throw. The problem was he didn't see Holcomb, which means he didn't read it right. That was a bad read, bad throw. He'll tell you all the way. I I, I think we're all. You're not the only one that said this, Gene. I've heard somebody else say they believe that that throw. I think it was Kevin Gray, was due to him holding up on his calf. I, I I've literally seen him make a touchdown throw like that to Sean McEwen. So. I, I don't. I don't what know. What bothered me about what bothered me about that was he seen it and he pumped. 
He pumped. That should have been a throw. He, he pumped. Pump he pumped to throw. Lamb, for whatever reason. He he pumped to Lamb, who who wasn't even. I don't even think he was done with his route. And I think he just he should have just came right to uh, Dalton Schultz. But even before but that, see, the pump to me should have been a throw. That that should have been if he instead of him pumping, if he throws right there to Schultz, Schultz is still running. I, I, I don't wide open on I don't, that play worked to perfection. I don't disagree, but you're saying he did some, he did what he did because of his his his, his calf, and I disagree that it had anything to do with his calf. He just literally made a bad play. And and you know I, I just I, I it's something's just not right with him, man. And and I don't know and. If you ever have you noticed too, it doesn't seem like he has control of the offense. In the beginning of the year, you would see Dak get up to the line and just remember out every, you know that's part of communication, right? Um, there there seems right. to be some lack of and we saw it again yesterday, Gene. Again, we saw about three plays where the uh, uh, the uh, receivers here and Dak stone it there, or Dak stone it here and the receivers there, and they're coming back to each other like what. Maybe they need to, you know, more practice reps or whatever because they haven't been whole in a while. But communication issues continue to be a problem, especially on the road, right? It, it, that's right. A, it just right. keeps right. happening, and they they can't. They got to figure this thing out before the season's over, or we're going right. to be good, or we're uh, going to be going into the playoffs talking about, well, man, if the defense dominates, we can get to the Super Bowl, which is crazy because we thought we can get to the playoffs and our offense would be great. We just need our defense to be to be mid. The defense has the potential to be elite going into the playoffs with the offense. Right. We're just hoping not to turn the ball right. over, et cetera, et cetera. Crazy how that flipped. On, on that defense, too, what I said was is uh, I also seen we Jerry Jones has his, his, his wet dream, man. He's got war daddies all over the field. And what I see, what, what, what the one thing I'm thinking, too, is is that they still got one more war daddy coming back. I, I believe Donovan Wilson is a uh, war daddy. And I, 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 he was a ball hawk for the last two seasons for the Cowboys. If you think about it, Donovan Wilson was the only one in that secondary that was actually causing turnovers at one point. I believe he's that same type of player that you, you, you get him on the field, and, and I believe he can be a, a force in that back end too. I love uh, D-Will, but, but I'm at this point with him. I, I'm not really counting on him because he just constantly gets hurt. Hey, if he can give us two games down the stretch, I, I, I'm with it. Let it be but in the playoffs. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. And I'm not. I'm concerned about the offense, but the only thing that's causing me not to press the panic button is that we've seen it before. Right. If we hadn't seen it all season, then I would be like, oh, but, you know, there's no fixing this. But we've seen this offense be, be unstoppable. And I think one of the things, too, that, that hurt this offense yesterday, no Tony Pollard. Zeke was not hurt. Zeke was hurt, man. He, 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 he didn't make times. those runs. And Clements, there was runs that he made that was seven yards, eight-yard runs that Tony Potter might house. I was like, man, yeah, Clements, if he makes one more cut, if he made one more cut, that, that's, a, that, 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 that's a wide open run. But TP got to get healthy, man. We got to get him. One of those guys got to get healthy. They, they either got to make a conscious effort and say, you know what, we're gonna sit TP for I mean, three games or two games. Zeke, but somebody has to. Or they have. To Zeke literally play. limped out off the field and he came back on two plays later. I, I came right I back don't, on. I don't really know what else to do, bro. I mean, we we've talked about this for Man. three weeks, four weeks, whatever it's been. He needs to sit down. I mean, he couldn't sit down last. I get it. Like he couldn't sit down yesterday. No TP. All right, whatever. That's the problem you run into when you don't sit him down weeks prior. 
I'm going to keep saying this. What are you really gaining with him out there? Like, like, you know what I mean? That's no offense to him because he's hurt. I just don't really know. Is it pass protection? Are we going to continue to say, you know, Zeke is the greatest pass protector of all time? That's why you put him in there. I'm and I'm speaking tongue in cheek, but I think he needs to rest. And and, and I'll talk about that or the rest of it um, off air, bro, or off the phone. I got I got you, bro. Hey, uh, I appreciate uh, you taking my call, Sky, man. I love what you do, man. Y'all Thank take you, it easy, man, and uh, y'all have enjoy this win, Cowboy Nation. It's a win. Enjoy it. But next week, hey, we got to get back on track. For sure, for sure. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, in the post game, I said you know you kind of come on the post game show with a bad taste in your mouth because the way the game ended. So it was kind of hard to come on there with that energy, right? Because of what I do. Had I been at that game, though, had I been back up home just watching the games with my boys or something, man, I'd have had a whole different, a whole entirely different vibe about the situation because it was a, a rivalry game. It was a, a, a big, important game, and I think we dominated them defensively, and we whooped on them for real. I mean, they got that pick six at the end and that bullcrap touchdown, but in the day, we crushed them. But LG talked about, about Zeke. We can continue to beat that dead horse. Talk about missing Tony Pollard. I think that the real problem is the running game in general is just seems to be done. You know, I think it can bounce back, but it seems to be done. And we talked about this in the space yesterday. It becomes a lot easier to game plan against any team that cannot run the ball efficiently. I don't need you to run the ball. Y'all know me. We say this all the time. I don't need you to run the ball 35, 40 times at a high level. I just need you to be efficient enough that it's a threat. It is no longer a threat. Uh, Zeke is no longer a threat. TP can be a threat, but I think teams are looking at it like, all right, listen, if we can corral TP for eight to 10 touches, we'll be good. He'll never get the ball 20 times, right? They'll never establish a run that way with him at least. So if you're not going to have a threat offensively on the ground, at all, it becomes easier to to then game plan against you. So, boom, you got that. Then you have a offensive scheme who, I, I, for whatever reason, is just not creative enough to combat not having a run game. It's not. There's no pre-snap motion like we talk about. There, there is play action. The play action came off of, you know, the interception actually came off the play action. I don't know that there's enough of the play action or that there's enough of some creative play action. It's usually just kind of your basic shotgun, put the ball in Zeke's hand, pull it out, throw type thing. Um, And then you have a quarterback who's not seeing it well either. So all these things just combined and thrown in this gumbo. It's a recipe, I don't want to say for disaster, but for inconsistent play. I truly believe it's not one thing. It's a multitude of things. And then when maybe one of those things are playing well, the other one's not. It, 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 we can't get it all on the same page this last month and a half of the season. And it's frustrating, y'all. It's frustrating. Um, I had O-Hit up in here. Then I believe Los. And then 717 in the building. Good morning, O-Hit. Hello? 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 Mike, hey, check. You there? Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Skywalker. I just borrowed his phone for a minute to say uh, I wanted to thank all you boys for talking about Glory Hole and to uh, and, and to get everybody on the wagon. And give me the phone back, you jerk. 
that's pretty okay. Good. Here we go. Here we go. That's hey, pretty bro. good. That's I, pretty. I've pra- that's pretty good. I've been, pra- I've been practicing. All, <laughs> I've been practicing that all weekend for you, and then I and I and I totally blew everything I was going to do for you. But no, that was the uh, two things that first of all, I'm not worried about the defense. I'm not worried about getting Donovan back. I think the more playing time Hooker gets, the better we the better yeah, we'll be. I, ain't on that. I think I think our safeties have solidified the defense from the backside and then moving forward, I think our our, our front seven is gradually even with the you know, L D E starting to play well and of course you don't you don't need to say anything else about Micah because he was back what thirty yards on that one play and almost got a pick. Fair. He almost got another pick. He just needs I sent you a message yesterday that said, "Hey, I wonder if we can bring Stickham back because AB dropped two, uh, Micah Curse. dropped two, Curse, yeah, and you know, and, and I mean, I know you can't have it all. Of course, I'm greedy where it comes to defense. I want it. I want them all because you never know when you're going to get another chance. But you know, all the picks you can get. Um, God bless Randy Gregory. I just I was tickled to death when I saw that happen yesterday, where he blocked it and then caught his own deflection. But you know, you can't afford to drop those, and that's what we need to get back to is having some ball drills. Because hey, hey, oh, uh, you so, being a little bit hard, yeah. brother. They had three turnovers yesterday, man. I'm not. I'm not being hard. I'm just saying <laughs> we need f- to get back four... to practicing those drills, bro. They had four interceptions you... last week. Interceptions right, ain't the problem. Got, but last week was last week. This week's this week. And, oh, hey, don't sleep on the Giants because I don't care if they're the worst team in the league. When they come up against the, the Cowboys, it's a different story. <laughs> NFC that? versus NFC East, it, it's just like Washington. They may not be a good team. Yesterday we had a pretty good team. But the the Eagles, we still got to play them. We got to play Washington in two weeks. NFC East versus NFC East is always going to be a rivalry. It's going to be a grudge match, and these guys don't like each other, and especially with everything that's happened with Jason Garrett up there, uh, don't sleep on the Giants. It may be a practice game, but it's certainly not a scrimmage. And then the real test is in two weeks. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, not two weeks. Uh, but we still got the, we still got Arizona, and personally, you know, I'd like to. I would like to go into the to the playoffs at at thirteen and four, and I know that's looking way down the line, but you never know what's going to happen to Green Bay and Green oh, Bay's a problem. Else. Tampa, Green Bay's Tampa a problem. Bay. The best team in the NFC. Well, you, I don't know. You know, Green Bay against Tampa right now. I think it's it's a pick 'em. Um, if if they ran each other, if they went with each other, but I my thing is. Uh, first of all, let's get on the offense. I have a newfound respect oh, yeah. for LC. Uh, you touch my quarterback, I'm going to kick your ass. I don't care if somebody throws me out of the game and finds me fifty grand. i am pretty sure Mr. Jones is going to pay that anyway because he saw – and what you said about the, uh, the hit, I, I, it wasn't the hit, it was the roll because the kid was trying to roll up on his legs. It looked like he was. Because he didn't have to keep rolling like that, and he was going after Dak's legs. No, no questions about it. Somebody, I think Micah came off the side, off the bench, and pushed the kid no, back. No, and that was that was Zeke. Around. Who was it? Zeke? It was somebody with a one on his. It, I'm telling you, the, it was Zeke. 
okay, I'm sorry that you're you're right. It may, it may have been Zeke. I thought it was Micah, but anyway, he pushed him back and then turned around and bam, you know, LC was right there in his face to to tell him what for. So, uh, you know, I have a newfound respect for Mr. Collins because uh, I mean, it's not that alignment is not always going to protect his quarterback, but that that crap yesterday, I just. The the quarterback guru I can't remember his name but whoever works with him to get their to get their memory back their muscle memory and their throwing motion and stuff Zeke's all of his mechanics are screwed up. Me Dak. And that's that's one problem. I'm sorry, Dak. Yeah, thank you. Just keep correcting still, me and we'll get through this. Uh, again, I don't want to I don't want to go back a couple of weeks and start harping on receivers, but let me give you two examples. You remember the one throw that was high to Gallup? Gallup went way up and tipped it. And I think I think uh, Amari was right behind him and almost was able to pick it, pick it up off the ground before it hit. He was like right behind him, three or four yards. It's a tight window Gallup throw that, in the air. that they're going the to force you to make. Yeah. And 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 Gallup almost he almost made a tip drill out of it for Washington. But then the other play, if you go back and look at the Holcomb pick six, uh, where he was throwing to the guy behind Holcomb when he he. He threw the ball on a line instead of lofting it over his head. He there was another receiver. He didn't see him. There was another receiver. There was another receiver like four yards to the to our guys left on, coming off the the sideline. Two receivers in the same area twice, and I'm not sure if that's a receiving problem or they were just trying to help Zach, help Dak out make something happen. But those two guys being too close in too you know same proximity. Let me help you out. Oh, hit. Take a breath. Take a breath. Let me help you out. Well, I'm just saying. I know. Hold on. I'm, I'm helping I'm you out. Let me help you out. I'm Relax. To get in. Go ahead. Go. Yeah. Go. Thank you. Talk. Thank you. You're right. No, no, there there I, has I been there, there has been moments where, for whatever reason, this offensive scheme has put players in the same area. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's miscommunication or what. And the play that the the real play that I thought was an issue that 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 this kind of came up was when I think it was Michael Gallup made a ridiculous sideline catch, right? Uh, that Dak threw, but if you looked, I think it was C.D. Lamb who was literally like two yards away from him. And I'm sitting, saying, I'm saying in my head, why the hell do we have two wide receivers two yards within each other on the sideline? You know, I don't have the, the all twenty-two. All we got is broadcast. But you're absolutely right. Same thing happened against uh, the Saints. You had C.D. Lamb literally right behind uh, who was it? Schultz on the trick play or whatever. And I'm saying to myself, what, what's going on? These guys are in the same vicinity. Why is our scheme doing this? Right. Um, so, yeah, you're right. That's a good eye. That's a good catch. I noticed the same thing. Well, I've seen, you know, it's not unusual to have two crossing patterns where one guy is shallow and one guy is deep. Yeah, it's a high-low, but, but these boys not, is like two yards. But it's not <laughs> It's not within two or three yards of each other. It's, right. it's, it's more like 15 to where he can make his choice. But, Anyway, the one I'm talking about, I think Gallup went way up and and was able to tip a ball, but he didn't wasn't able to come down. Yeah, that was it. another one. And somebody was right behind him. It was in the middle of the field, and that's what clued me into you know why are you guys in the same area? And then it it almost happened again, but Holcomb you know kind of interrupted it on the pick six. But I we we do need. I'm going back to my old guy from Palestine, Adrian Peterson, and I know. You know, Seattle picked him in up. Closing, in closing, in closing. In closing, very quickly, they're trying to help with the running backs on the cheap because if they're going to bring somebody in to help 
give Zeke some give spell Zeke and spell Pollard. They need to do it with somebody besides Clements. Corey is a good guy. He's a good good attitude. Ito Smith, I don't know a thing about, but I know that there are good backs out there who are wanting to come to Dallas. And by the way, Patrick Peterson's already put the word out on defense that he would like to come to Dallas and finish his contract, and you know, from Minnesota. So anyway, just just a thought there. People are starting to want to come here and play like they did back in the '90s, where they started picking up people like Rodney Pete and you know well, oh, hey, people you like know, that. I tell you this. I anyway. Tell you this. Anyway, I, that's all speculation. Yeah, I'm Adrian Peterson. I love AP Ohead. I do, and, and and that's because he still got he still got his wheels. I know he, he don't. Still got his wheels. That's the problem with AP. He still help. Listen, bro. He got hurt yeah. in like he got hurt last game. I think he pulled something. He's old. It's just it is what it is with AP, and I love I love him. Hey, but he ain't be gonna nice save to us old people, bro. You, you youngsters don't have it all all the answers, but right now you got most of them, and it's your show, so I'm gonna I, let I you know, go. Man, I'm just. About? I'm just going to – I'll just – I'll holler at – I'll keep listening. I'm going to keep talking to the folks on the on the channel because we're having fun. Hi, Charlene. How you doing, darling? Anyway. I'm trying to uh, find out who's out there. Have a great day, and we're going we're gonna to get uh, – you know, we're going to get things going. I, I, I couldn't get too fired up today to get radical. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for Thursday or Friday if it's okay with you. Hey, man, whenever you want, bro. We here. Appreciate you, hey, dog. You have a great, have a great day. Tony, be careful on the road, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. He's got me curious now. I'm actually going over here and seeing who is available. Because, I, you know, I can't really get too many words in. <laughs> but I don't know how many running backs are on the the waiver wire here or what have you. Uh, so it looks like Todd Gurley's available. Yeah, he's washed up. Mm, not really seeing. Is Todd Gurley even available? AP got hurt. I know that for a fact. Frank Gore is out there uh, boxing. Le'Veon Bell. That'd be an interesting name. I say all this to say, you are stuck with what you have at running back, right? You thought you had two good backs, at least a third one who got hurt in the offseason. I don't think there's anything you can do. I don't don't think Adrian Peterson is going to be some magical elixir. I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to be some magical elixir. Your running game is what it is right now. Um, and even if you do bring in a Le'Veon Bell, they're going to run the ball to Zeke. Th- this problem stems from them wanting to put the ball in a one-legged man's hands 15 to 20 times a game. Part of the problem. Not the whole problem. Part of the problem. Um, and then your offensive line is still not collectively just dominating on, on the ground. And then your scheme is not really going to do anything to help that offensive line. So it's just, again... Just a, a a gumbo pot of problems, in my opinion, on the offensive side of the ball for both the passing game and, and the running game. My bad, Trey. Uh, who I say was next? I think it was Los. What's up, Los? What up, Sky? God bless. God bless. How about them Cowboys, man? Hey, love him. Oh, he didn't say it. Oh, he didn't say it, but. Damn it, we're back to being damn Cowboys. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I definitely took the dropout, forgot to put it in. Damn it. Yeah, man. Hey, I, with the 12th pick, we draft Michael Parsons, man. What a steal, man. This kid is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, he's unblockable, Sky. If you put him one-on-one, the only thing holding him back is the refs not calling the holding. I don't know how many holdings. Them Rams did not call on Micah. Like, 
I mean, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but I truly believe it's at least five a game. It's crazy, like crazy. And this man is a game changer, period. I mean, here's one game he could have won ourselves, but, you know, that's here and there. But um, he's just a game changer, man. He's like, he's, there's no contest for rookie of the year, you know. So now it's all to contention of defensive player of the year. The, like TJ Watt's missing time. Miles Garrett, I mean, have you seen how the Browns are lately? I don't know. In in what way? What do you mean? Like, you know, if they have, have they been good lately? And lately, I don't know. They haven't been late, late, The whole so year, they've been very mid. So, I mean, my, man, Micah might be it, man. He's going to – if we ever hit on one person, I'm, this makes up for the Taco Charlton pick, man. This, this makes up for it. I, I I don't know who who is in that office that said now uh, Jerry Jones. Uh, there's this kid named Micah who's always wanted to be a, been a cowboy. You know he's unbelievable. You should give him a look. Well, you they know? got they got lucky. Yeah. They were going to take a corner, and fortunately, the, and no offense to Pat Sertain, I mean he's he's ball. He's only going to be on the all rookie team this year too. But Micah Parsons is not just an all all rookie. He he is in the running for being the best defensive player in the league today. That's that's phenomenal. Exactly. And let's give a shout out to the whole defense for being the defense they can be, man. Oh, yeah. Micah said it best. They they can be unblockable. Like they make plays on football. And you gotta give Dan Quinn his props, man. That same philosophy. See, I gotta put your name in Ravachi. This 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 says Kavachi Pop. Go ahead. No, I'm talking to. I didn't know Vach was in here. Hold on, I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to put Vach up here. I gotta change his damn name. All right, go ahead, man. In closing, yeah, the same philosophy from from Seattle. He brings it from Dallas, so you use everyone to their strength, you know. So you got to give Dan Quinn Dan Quinn his credit. He uses Micah as a chess piece, as a queen. He puts that man everywhere, Does. and everywhere to make plays. And then uh, we got to fix Kellen and Dak. Better better go on that film study and. Hit them that study room. A retreat. That, All them yeah, boys that, need to go that, on a that, retreat. Kumbaya. Go ahead. No, I'm messing around. I said they need to go on a retreat. Kumbaya. But look, Los, I got to get going, bro. I got to get Vach in here, man. All right, peace. All right, brother. Hey, Vach, man, listen. That's why That's why, That's why. why I need the chat to remind me, bro. <laughs> I saw Kavach. Bro, I will never do you like this. <laughs> Stop. I will never do you like this. Bro, listen, man. At, how, how do you not save my number? Bro, how do you not save my number? How you do you not prioritize every like this? three months? That's crazy, man. Listen, man. First up, of all, bro? I learned something about me yesterday, right? I learned something about me yesterday, right. and I'm man enough to say this, bro. Uh, I love making excuses. I love making excuses because look, I don't, I don't play, and I don't coach. Uh, this is for my viewing pleasure. My only responsibility is to lead my audience. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's not my job necessarily to be poo 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 when we win in damn ball games, Scott Walker right. Steel. I've learned what my job is. My job is to talk people off the ledge, mm. Scott Walker Steel. And if the Super Bowl was played in fifteen weeks, we'd be in this shit, bro. Boy, look, if next week was the damn championship game, Scott Walker Steel, we'll be in deep shit. People want me to hop on this thing, right, on this thing of ours that we built. They want me to hop on this thing and say that Prescott is horrible. 
they want me to hop on this thing and say our offense is terrible. Let me tell you something. Like, like Kellen Moore playing quarterback is horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jacksonville Jaguars offense, they're terrible. What we are, Sky, is we're hiccuping, we're not finishing, and we're making simple mistakes. See, there's big mistakes in the small – pardon me. There's big problems and the small problems. A big problem is, shit, that hurt for the week. He's, he's, he's hurt for the year. That's mm. a big problem. A small problem is, okay, we drove this entire drive and it ended in the field goal. How do I fix this? Or I didn't see Cole Holcomb crossing the field. How do I fix this? Every problem that we have is fixable. I know it's been a while, but this is what we got to learn as Cowboy fans. We haven't done this in a long time, Scott. We got to learn how to deal with adversity as we're winning. You understand? Patriots fans been doing this shit for a decade. They know how this works. They know how it is to be winning, winning, winning. Then they have seven. Then they have seven funny-looking games in a row that they win. You know what I'm saying? And then out of nowhere, in the middle of December, they start whooping ass again. That's what Cowboys are doing right now, Scott Walter Steele. But as Cowboy fans, which is why I don't really blame them very much, Cowboy fans never had this before. We either winning or we losing. Rarely have we been winning and we run into adversity. If you look at the past five Super Bowl winners. November and early December is bad for them. And, prob- and probably why? Like, look at us, guy. I hear you well, typing shoot, over there. Two and probably why? Or two and probably why, December. though, Scott? Probably, probably why is because when you're the best team, teams throw their best shit at you. They throw their best look at you. They give you your best effort. That sounds like an excuse, but I've come to grips that I love making excuses now, Scott Walsh. But check this out, though, bro. Like I said, if this shit was over with, at week 15, we'd be in some deep shit. But we got the Giants to figure this out. We have the damn Washington team again to figure this out. We got a heavyweight fight with the Cardinals, then the goofy-ass Eagles. We have time. Um, and the best shit about it is when you have an offense, like offense needs continuity. Offense yes. is all about details and timing and concentration and loving each other and being on the same page. We got a defense that's elite now. I didn't stutter, my guy. We have a defense that's top tier that can win you a Super Bowl. All you got to do is be healthy, run and run and whoop ass on defense. Neville Gallimore running through the middle of people on his first day back to school. His first day back to school, <laughs> he making Leighton Vanderesh. He making Leighton Leighton Vanderesh look like a gangster again. Hey, his first day back. Neville had so, the outfit laid out oh, on yeah, the bed man. last night, didn't he? Damn, I'm like a spray cologne on his shirt the <laughs> night before. He had his shoes ready. He cleaned up some Air Force Ones with a, with, a damn, that love. with a damn toothbrush. He slept in his outfit. <laughs> oh, look, look, look. That mama got a, got a damn hand-me-down. Tyron Smith remember his <laughs> first day of school. His, look, and look, and look, Tyron Smith walked up to Neville said, I remember my first day. This, this, this damn knee pad that I wore on my elbow, I rocked this on my first day of school. Now it's yours. Go and Neville Gallimore put that damn knee pad on his elbow and smoked the shit out of these he people. Sure did. Hey, man, let me tell you something. That's front seven ready, dog. I'm not going to keep cutting you off. I'm like, oh, here and shit. My bad over here. But, bro, let me tell you something, dog. This front seven ready. Look, I, I am offensive guy. I hate watching defense. I love the X and O's. I'm a nerd on offense. This defense fun to watch, bro. Yeah. I was wrong about Michael Parsons. I apologize. But look, Skywalker still, we always wrong. Your ass is wrong too. Let me tell you why. Because <laughs> you thought he cause look, cause look, you thought Michael Parsons was gonna be great. Nah motherfucker, you wrong. He's, oh, amazing. he's amazing. He's amazing. Like even the fucking Cowboys had a role. They picked him, but you don't trade back away from Michael Parsons. Hell no. I don't care who you thought the Eagles was gonna get. Oh my goodness. 
Go ahead, man. I'm talking to him, man. My bad. I'm just no, talking to him, man. My bad. You I'm go, just ad-libbing. You go, man. Go ahead. I'm just ad-libbing, Vach. You, you, you keep going, bro. You got, you got no, when you call in, I let you roll, man. I let you roll. I'm going to say this in closing, man. Cowboy fans, you cannot be walking around like you have a losing ball club. We're 9-4 and four and we only getting better. We're 9-4 and four and we only getting better. And I challenge everybody in the chat box right now to do your research. Look up that that um, that Bucks team. Look up that Chiefs team. Look up the Patriots team. Look up the Eagles team when they was winning the Super Bowl. Look at what they November and early December look like. Teams get pissed off and they try to smoke you this time of year. Invite- We're going through a period. Yes, sir. Go ahead. This is why I ha- I said at the top of my show I had to surround myself around my peoples, right, from back home or my peoples yes, that sir. are that are fans of opposing teams. Because what what happens when you're in this world of what we do? We're so focused on specific things that we forget. Opposing teams and fans don't give a damn about your 17 different offense alignments. Opposing opposing team fans don't give a damn about your quarterback and your team oh. being third, being, being bad on third down percentage. All they care about is win or loss, right? And we, we just played yep. our division rival. So I had to put myself around those people again to remind myself and my fandom that, God damn it, we just beat the Washington football politicians and we whooped their ass. So I'm going to be happy about that. And then we'll, we'll argue and figure out things amongst ourselves in Cowboys Nation like a family does. But I'm not going to let the things we got to fix and figure out deter me from the fact that the Cowboys are 9-4 sitting at first place in the division. So you can forget about me coming on here and being mad. I'm just saying. <laughs> One last thing, man. In uh, 1992, going on 93, um, the Cowboys in November got their ass smoked by the Washington football team. They was the red people at the time, but they got their ass beat and fucked down. You want to know why nobody cares? Because the Cowboys want to win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. I highlight Skywalk here. You have a good one, my guy. My boy. Appreciate you, Vach. Make sure y'all check out all Vach stuff. I don't really got to – y'all know Vach. Vach Lombardi, YouTube, uh, Patreon too. And, and, and seriously, look into his Patreons when he goes back and watches the games. Uh, I believe all 22, he breaks down the entire game about an hour or so long, but they're worth it because you get a chance to see some of the things I don't bring on here all the time. I bring all 22 on here, but I don't bring the entire game. So check out my bro, my friend, my good friend, my good bro, Vach Lombardi. That's why we can we can jab at each other like that. I got you saved though now, Vach. You know, probably won't call in and check on me every three months and get mad when I don't save his name. You save now, bro. And you got to see these damn lines. I mean, sheesh, you buried in these dang old things. But um, anyway, man, Vach always brings good word, good energy. And he right. I mean, spot the hell on. We, we do as a fan base have to learn how to deal with adversity in the midst of winning. Right. Like we weren't winning in November, but right now we're 2-0 in December. And it's, you can kind of forget that. Because of the way the offense is playing, right? But your team is 2-0. I uh, have a chance to to sweep the division. Uh, next week, they have a chance to be 3-0 and technically win the division. The Cowboys beat the Giants next week, and the Washington, Washington football politician people lose. Cowboys are your division winners. So that is where we are at right now, man. That is where we are at. Love the energy Vosh bring, bro. Now you got to say all that. Somebody said in the chat. Now you got to say all that again today, Vosh, later on on your show. You know that, right? <laughs> uh, let's get my guy north of the star in the building. What's up, North? Not much, guy. I don't even really know what to do now. I don't know how you follow hey, you up, You can't follow Vosh, man. So you might as well just forget <laughs> that he even called unless you're going to add on to what he had to say. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. I'm not panicking about the offense. I, they just got to figure it out. That's uh, Kellen Moore's a great OC. Mike McCarthy's a good head coach. They're offensive guys. They got to get with Dak, and they got to figure it out. I don't really 
we've played good this year, so it's not like we've never seen this team play good. Right. Weird, like we were, we just went through that schedule stretch, all weird, COVID, this offensive line coach, it was all a mess. So they Absolutely. got like Notre Dame, the schedule's ahead of them. They got the time to turn it around. The real point, and like I, I just said last week, I don't know if they're going to call the Bermuda Triangle. Bosch deemed it end game. That was yeah. a preview of end game yesterday. And to me, that's that's playoff football. It's going to be ugly. Like the offense is not just going to be going to playoffs and score 30, 40. It's going to be ugly. But now you got the defense, and you got it's like you can't even like I'm happy because I I want to say like Randy Gregory, uh, Law, and Parsons have the chance to be their game changers. They can make, but Diggs can be a game changer. He showed that. Chris has made game changers. So like you have people that can make plays on this defense. That's going to be huge. The thing is, you have game changers three of them in the front seven and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bite my tongue anymore this is a championship level front seven which means in my opinion you have a championship level defense because you got guys in the backfield who also make plays right trayvon diggs is a playmaker uh j uh, J ron curse is a playmaker i think uh hooker is playing well you know your cornerbacks are not liabilities so i definitely think you have a defense that can help you win the super bowl uh you definitely have a front seven that can do it but randy gregory Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence have all made game-changing plays. It seems like every game that they've played. Now, granted, they haven't played a, all games together all the time. But week one, Demarcus Lawrence strip uh, fumble. Right, he strump fumbles the ball. We get the ball back, go down to score some points. The game yesterday, Randy Gregory all over the place. Demarcus Lawrence sat uh, two week last week against the Saints. They took away a sack fumble, in my opinion, from. Uh, with, with the Taysom Hill thing, it was the same exact situation that happened with Kyle Allen. His hands coming forward, the ball is already loose, but nonetheless, Demarcus Lawrence is making a play. So you got championship level players on that front seven, which means to me, you got a championship level D. Yeah, exactly. And like Bosch is saying, everyone was wrong about Parsons. And just to be honest, is there a reason he wasn't the first? Like looking back, he would be the first non QB off the board, on hands down, right? So that was just everyone got everyone got it wrong. And um, the and league got it, about keeping them out. The league got it wrong because I said this I think in the space, the Twitter space. The league got it wrong because one, they they boxed him into a position. They said he's a linebacker and linebackers don't get selected. Yada yada yada. Even though Devin White went top five, I digress on that part. The second one was the media. The media ran the firestorm that he was a bad person, and I felt like I was I had a hose trying to put these things out. I'm like, dude, he made bad mistakes as a young college kid. If we had all of our you know college problems put out there in, in the space, we'd all be like this, you know, kind of embarrassed of what we did in college. But uh, you know, so he, he got put out in the media as this bad person, this awful human being. I, I I heard somebody who's a cowboy fan call him a piece of shit human being, and I, I took that personally a little bit because I'm like, no, he's not. He's a really good kid. Uh, but nonetheless, you had those combinations of things, and then you had the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks get valued, as they should, very high, but there was no way in hell you could tell me five quarterbacks were better than Mike Parsons. But that's why he fell the way he fell. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, keeping that linebacker, and for those who haven't heard Vosh, you go listen to Vosh, he, he said, you have the first Mike Parsons, right? So, and now if you think about this this game, this NFL, it, it goes in waves. And the wave right now is that, Pat Mahomes, Allen, it's all QBs that can move and make throws outside the pocket. And right now you got Parsons, that linebacker, who spies and attacks when they roll out the pocket. That is like your equalization for those quarters. Like that's why he is so huge. He is the first Michael Parsons, and he's creating a 
the answer to what these, this next wave of QBs is. And that's who you're going to play in the playoffs. So that's, a, that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, it is playoff defense. And like we said with D-Law and Gregory, their plays happen. It's like third, fourth, like, it's not like these four-second, five-second shots. It's like mess up the play. That's yeah. like, yeah. That and. So that's why I'm happy. And, and uh, yeah, I think it was Michael Parsons who said that you got Trayvon Diggs and those guys back there that are making the quarterbacks hold the ball for that extra second or two to get home. I just don't think it's humanly possible to block the, these five guys when they're on the field uh, for five seconds. You, you're going to have to get the ball out in two and a half, three seconds. Yeah, and we actually we never heard anything, but I just think Trevon Diggs yesterday, watching him move, if you watch him move the other games, I know the foot, they said it was nothing. It never was on the injury report. You can't tell me it's the same. The, one of the games ago, he looked like stuck in the mud a little bit. Yesterday, he was moving real good. I'm about to say, Diggs? I thought Diggs was locked. He locked uh, Terry up. Scary Terry. He locked him up. No, 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 no. Yesterday, he looked different. If you, like, for Oakland and that rough stretch, like, after he hit his foot, it never came on the injury report. But if you watch, he looked a little sluggy. Like, this didn't look the same. Yesterday, he looked very smooth in his breaks and everything. He would he like it in the floor. Yeah, I think Diggs is fine. Yeah. No, I have no worries. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We got the... Ahead of us to get right, I've been saying it, Cardinals is that test, and let's go. We're going to see what happens. Indeed. Indeed, man. I appreciate you, Noah. Yep. Uh, Tom Downey. There goes Tom. Super chat. Super chat. Uh, With the $5 donation. Thank you, brother. He says, talent has never been the uh, question on Dallas. The big question, can Dallas maximize their talent to live up to expectations? We're overdue for a run. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, yeah, that's the other other part. I mean, but then again, opt-out, I, mean, I thought that too. I thought opt-out players were going to get, you know, kind of pushed down, which I think a lot of opt-out players got drafted pretty high. Uh, let's go back into the phone lines. My guy, Marcus, bro. What's up, Marcus and Denrique? What's going on, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Let me just – I'm going to drop three points, man. You know I like to do my three points, so – it's going to be offense first, it's going to be defense second, then I'm going to give you your quote for the day. Quote for the day. Uh, quote for the day. Now let's go ahead and get started with the, with the offense, you know, namely back, because, you know, he's the, the big bad wolf when it comes to these Cowboy fans. Uh, I'm officially no longer a Cowboy fan, and I am a Cowboy supporter hmm. uh, because I have common sense. I use logic. I, lo- I use reasoning. And I always want to provide context. And I think, Cowboy Nation, we need to have a schism. And if you don't know what a schism is, a schism is a split. On one side, we need to leave the fans where they are. On the other side, you come with me and Sky and Vach. Might be. They're outside my, oh. they're outside my place right now doing some, some yard work. They might have did something out there. Uh, just give me a thumbs up. I don't even know if they're still there in the chat. Yeah, one second, bro. Yeah, usually I'll get a, I'll get somebody commenting back. Uh, can I get a thumbs up in the chat if we good? Okay, I think we're back now. I think we're back. All yeah, right. Usually I'll get a, I'll get somebody comment. All right, go ahead, bro. All right, bro. So like I was saying, man, we need to have a schism. You know what I'm saying? Dropping a nice little word nugget. A schism. If you don't know what it is, Cowboy Nation, a schism is a split, and we need to split. One side are going to be the Cowboy fans, short for fanatics. Yep. On the right side, it's going to be, you know, guys like myself, Vach, Sky, Okoye, you know the crew, who actually use context 
and that don't argue with emotions. Even in their fandom, they always provide context. It's tough. And the example, the prime example I'm going to use, Sky, brother Sky, is this Dak is trash or Dak is not top ten. He's not top fifteen. He's not top twenty. And every time I I get uh, I get questions like that, mm. and they say, "Oh, he's not top 20. I said, "Name the 19 quarterbacks better than Dak Prescott right now." People's when they say he's not top 15, I said, "Name the 14 quarterbacks that are better than Dak Prescott right now." When they say he's not top 10, I said, "Give me the nine quarterbacks that are better than Dak Prescott right now." And they can never answer that question. So again, leave those finance to the left. The supporters I'd, to the right. I'd urge you to not even get into ranking debates with him with with those people because exactly. those people will never. It, it is what it is. That's why I like to use the term franchise quarterback. Uh, the ranking thing kind of yeah. became a fun thing to talk about in the off season because of the contract. But Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. You can win a Super Bowl with without a doubt. And when the the one that I hate okay. is when people say, "Well, can he carry a team?" I mean, this is a tiring argument. No quarterback by himself. Wins a goddamn Super Bowl. I mean, how are we exactly. this dense the, to even it's believe the this? Team, it's, the, it's the ultimate team sports guy. Yeah. And let me drop this next because I want to yep. give context like you do, like all my other good brothers do, all my other fellow supporters. If he's so trash, Dak right now is on pace, even with him playing the way that he is, on pace for 4,400 yards passing, 30 to 35 touchdowns thrown, and – Less turnovers than games played because right now, 14 weeks into the season, he only has 10 interceptions. He only has two games where he had multiple turnovers, only two. We just saw it yesterday Mm. and against Kansas City. But, no, we don't want to talk about that. See, the fanatics don't want to talk about that because when you give them that context, that's when they get quiet. So I'm done don't care about defending my quarterback. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm done defending my quarterback. I'm, di- I'm done with that. Okay, defense. This front, this this defense in totality, all I'm going to say is one word, synergy. Everybody's feeding off everybody. I'm going to highlight one play. I don't think people really realize the, the scope of it. Neville Galmore picked up another grown man and told another grown man to hold that grown man. Mm-hmm. He picked up a center, a starting center in this league and dropped him in his quarterback's lap and injured both of them on the same play. (laughs) Have you ever seen that in a game where one player injures two people on one play? They carted off the center and the quarterback limped to the sideline because they did not have a cart for him. Have you ever seen anything like that? Maybe from like a LT or or, or, or uh, Reggie White, one of those type of guys who just blows through three, four people and hurts a couple I, of them at the same time. I, I have I have been watching football since 1990s, guy. I have never seen that anywhere, and I've seen multiple Hall of Famers on defense. I've never seen one person injure two people on one play. I've never seen that before, and when I saw that, it really took the, the air out of the sails of the. Uh, Washington movie extras, because that's what I call them. I call them the Washington football movie extras. It took the wind out of their sails. So even though they got that pick six, let's talk about the turnovers, right? Because I said I was done with Dak. Let's talk about the turnovers. That first pick that he threw to Collins, I can say that was on Dak. But let's talk about that second interception, because, again, context. Scramble drill, right? If you see your quarterback scrambling to his right and you're looking at your quarterback, 
scrambling to the right, and you're running around. The scramble drill says you go in the direction that your quarterback is going. You don't stop running because the moment Dalton Schultz stopped running. Yeah, he could have helped him out there, yeah. Cole Holcomb went right in front of him, and when Dak released the ball, Cole Holcomb was right in front of him, and he had an additional defender in his face. So when it comes to scramble drills, the purpose of the scramble drill is that you give your quarterback an opportunity to continue to see you. When you stop moving, he can no longer see you if he has a defender in his face, directly in his face. So that second interception, Dalton Schultz. I'll leave it at that. Now, I'm going to say this. My quote of the day, Cowboy Nation, Scott, my brother, Mm -hmm. the quote is, fate loves the fearless. Fate loves the fearless. So, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're full of fear. That's why you can crap on your team every time they win, lose, go, tie. It doesn't matter what they do. You will always bitch, moan, and complain. Us supporters, we have no fear. So fate is going to always be on our side. This team is starting to jail at the right moment. Think about all the times the offense had to save the defense by mm. scoring 40 points a game. Remember those 35-point games that we put up and still lost, those 30-point games that we still lost. We finally have a defense for a change that has saved our struggling offense. If you don't think that we're not going to figure it out on offense, you are sadly and sorely mistaken. I'm going to say that quote one more time, Scott. Fate loves the fearless. Do you want to be on the fanatic side who's full of fear? Do you want to be on the supporting side that's fearless? I couldn't get back into these streets, man, get my hustle on. But, again, you know what I always say, God has what all over you, bro? What does he have all over you? He got his hands. (laughs) He got his hands all over you, bro. You keep pushing. You keep thriving. I see you still growing. Just keep doing what you're doing because you're on the right track. Thanks, man. I appreciate you as always, Marcus. Hey, man. Salute, bro. Marcus be coming in here with that with the preaching, man. I love it. Uh, the word he used though was synergy. That that kind of stuck with me on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, if you listen to Neville, he talked about how everybody was was eating, and I wanted to get a, get a part of that. He talked about, or, or I think Micah talked about how everybody got a part of the uh, of the game, making big plays and things like that. And, and it's it's absolutely true. There is a synergy to this defense where everyone is feeding off of each other, and I think it starts with Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn has these boys just playing at a different level. And, it's, again, I mean, I know he has his hiccups. He's not a perfect defensive coordinator by any stretch of the imagination. But now this is year three of him being just a defensive coordinator, and I think he's showing that he needs to be put in that category of um, those defensive coordinators that you named, the Todd Bowles, et cetera, et cetera. Dan Quinn is in that category, in my opinion. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I do disagree with Marcus about the about the interception. I, I you know, there are there is context to it, no doubt about it. Guy was in his face, things like that. Dalton Schultz definitely should have probably kept going. Um, but I thought he was open way sooner. And Dak Prescott, I thought that should have been his first read. It looked like he was trying to pump fake and get cute CD Lamb to to move. I don't know who because all the pump fake is going to do is is move Holcomb over there. But I think he was trying to pump fake to get the defender off his feet so he can get more room or what have you to run. It didn't work out, but I think I thought that was on Dak. 
All right, so I'm going to get Reek, and then I got to jump into uh, my badge. Y'all completely forgot to have our cookout. So, Reek, I'm going to get him on the phone, and then we're going to get into our cookout, man. What's up, Reek? Hey, what's up, Sky? Man, what's going on, Cowboy Nation? Oh, you sound uh, gloom, man. You sound gloom. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm, nah, I'm cool, man. <clears throat> nah, I'm cool, man. My, my, my thing is like this, Sky, man. Uh, we can't be all the way hard on Dak. But Dak does need to clean it up a little bit better. Oh, and the office needs in the office need to clean it up too. Cause I'm not satisfied with uh I'm glad that we scur we, we uh we scored uh a touchdown in the red zone yesterday. You know, I like that part, but at the same time we gotta have zone. some we gotta have some consistency, man, because when 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 this playoff starts uh, the field goals ain't gonna win it. We gotta be able to get in that end zone, man. And like to me, I'm gonna keep saying it, man, until I don't see it no more. Kellen Moore is getting too goddamn cute when we get within the twenty, and I'm not feeling that shit. I'm not. See my friends. I'm not no, feeling good. That. Yeah, I'm because not either. like he he's doing college football crap, and that junk don't work all the time, man. Like I'm saying, he's trying to be creative, and you know. Stuff like that, but when you get down within that twenty, you gotta have certain plays that you like. Yo, I know they gonna, I know we're gonna be able to score off this, and if we're not gonna score, we gonna go, we gonna come damn near close to scoring. I don't like the fact that we don't have that many attempts that we don't throw the ball into the end zone. You know what I mean? We throwing the ball in front of the end zone, or always looking for somebody to break a tackle, stuff like that, or that throwing balls over people's heads. You know what I mean? Things like that. My whole thing is like. Uh, I I look at the Green Bay's. I look at these other teams. You know what I mean. And uh, I see when when they're in certain when they in certain parts of on the field, they got certain plays that they run. You know what I mean. Certain ways to get people open, even if it doesn't work, it still look good drawn up as a play out there. Sometimes I feel like this dude just running these dudes straight up the damn field all the time. I don't see them that many cuts or. Nothing like that, you know what I mean? It's like he has to be to me. I feel like uh, Kellen Moore has to be more creative, man. Yeah, we're you know, beating a dead horse with that, right? We we we've been saying that for I don't know how long in regards to Kellen Moore. But your red zone issues are they're, they're real. They're they're one in five, I think, yesterday in the red zone. They're not. I don't think Dak has been great in the red zone, and I don't think we we're running the ball. Uh, good in the red zone, and, and that's really where your run game needs to step up. You need to get easy opportunities to score in the red zone. We're we're barely getting to the goal line, right? We're getting to about the 15, 20, mm-hmm. and we're stalling out because we're, we're trying to throw from there uh, where usually a good running team can, okay, first and 10 at the 17, you know, first down you get about seven yards, you know, or if you get 10 yards or whatever, now you're goal to goal. But we're not getting those goal-to-goal opportunities. And then when we do, I don't understand why we don't use Dak's legs more. If you want to get your quarterback in the rhythm down there, use his damn legs, man. Get him on a move. Let, let him do a, a read option and score a touchdown with his feet or something. But, um, yeah, it's tough to throw in the red zone when you're at the 17-yard line and it's third and, you know, eight. <laughs> third and eight. Or, or you're at the 12-yard line yeah. and it's third and goal because you had a penalty or you had a loss of yards, and now you got eight defenders mm-hmm. floating around. That, that, that's hard to do. That's why red zone defense or red zone offense, you see the numbers, they shrink the further you get down the field because it's harder because there's no extra field. And we don't really have a fallback. I love what Brian Broder said. Broder said 
that Kellen Moore is a collector of plays. He doesn't really have a go-to. And I think that is excellently put because what is Kellen Moore's go-to scheme or go-to play or, or not just play, but a series of players or, or go-to thing? Is it the stretch run? Is it, is it the toss play? It, it, it's nothing. It's a collection of plays that he has to put together at the right time to hit. There really doesn't seem to be a scheme, yeah. and I think that's where it can be a problem. When your scheme is, you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. That's the scheme. Yeah. You know, it, it, there really, yeah. that, that adaptation that we saw at halftime in the first half of the season doesn't seem to be there. It, it's very Linehanish now. It's very, okay, we're just going to do this. This is what we do, which is you come out with seven in the box, we're going to run it. You come out with eight in the box, we're going to throw it. I mean, if that's all we're going to do, we're going to play a numbers game the entire rest of the way, it is so easy to defend that type of offense. Now the, the, the players, which we have great players, have to overcome not having a scheme to help them out. And at some damn point, man, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're going to have to have all that come together. And I'm not, I'm not really seeing it all come together. Yeah, and and that's my thing. I'm not seeing it come together like it should because they they finally did the one thing I kept I kept saying like, damn, why is they why is he not calling these type of plays? Putting CD in the backfield, let this dude run around out the backfield. You know, you gotta it worked. That's what I was. I'm telling you, I've been saying it for the longest. Like you got to do this, dude. If he's your playmaker, one of your playmakers besides Pollard on that offense. You gotta find ways to get these dudes the ball off the rip sure. because it opens everything up. You know what I mean? Because you can't just let rely on Coop to open everything up all the time. You gotta allow CD Lamb to open things up too because once this dude get the ball in his hand, he's like a running back coming at you. I will say this: a lot of dudes don't want to tackle him. We've been asking for that for a while, and I, I, I will give him credit for that. He did. He did get CD Lamb the ball. Uh, early and often in this game. So I appreciate that. Um, they try to do it with the screens. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, this team is, is not a good screen team. I understand they may have no, been correct not. calls due no, to, to the way that the, they were playing with the off coverage. But if you're bad at something, why do you continue to do something you're bad at? This team sucks at screens. Point blank, period. Yeah. Your offensive linemen don't have they – don't, they're not clicking and getting out. Your, your tight end is god-awful in space blocking. Schultz is terrible in space blocking. The dude spaces out, literally. So, you know, if you're not good at something, why do you keep banging your head against the wall at it? That's baffling to me. We did that four times. And to me, what pissed me off, third and five, and I think a third and six, and I think it was another one, third and seven. Why are we, why are we acting like, you know, Dak Prescott is out there with uh, Cedric Wilson and out there with, uh, 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 Isaiah Stanback, you know, and out there with these guys. He's out there with three top uh, wide receiver and weapons. Third and five, third and six, third and seven? What the hell you need a screen for? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I don't I don't really – I can't put and my that, hand on it. Another thing, too. Can somebody quick Last thing, uh, uh, go ahead and tell Cedric uh, Wilson that he's no damn Tyreek Hill and quit running the damn ball backwards on kickoffs and punts? I'm tired of that junk with him, man. Bruh, stick and move. Get what you can get. Quit running back like you about to juke somebody or outrun somebody. You you are all right, but you ain't that damn fast, man. Yeah. And and you know, that's my thing. It's like we gotta with this offense, you know, I I am oh man. Final, final thing, bro. Young lion the the young lion is that's that's my dude right there, man. 
But I'm gonna keep it 100, man. We just gotta get it right on offense because the defense they really feel they really made me feel like they gonna do their job. Yeah. It's just the offense, and they gotta complement the defense, man, because the defense is gonna get tired if we keep doing the three and outs and these field goals, man. That's all I got to say. We gotta get them points on the board. We need to score a touchdown. Yeah. All right. Peace, guy. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't bring up in this. They were better on third down in this game, uh, which law of averages, right? You're not going to always be terrible forever on third down. You're not always going to be great on third down, but they were better on third down in this game. Um, but in the red zone, they were off. I think one for five. One for five. Uh, Special K brought up. What's up, Special K? I didn't see you in here, but you brought up the 12 personnel with, with Jarwin and Schultz and having success with it earlier in the season. Y'all know me. I stand for Jarwin. Absolutely stand for him. Um, he's not he, he's not the guy that I thought he was going to be this year, which was tight end one. That's, that's Dalton Schultz. Um, but I, I do think not having him to go down the seams definitely hurts because if you go look at the passing chart, there really is not much action in that seam area. And I thought that was a susceptible place to win uh, in this game because I saw it happen against them a couple weeks ago. So... You know, not having him sucks, but I tell you what also sucked yesterday in regards to twelve personnel because I do believe in Sean McKeon. I think Sean McKeon can can do some things for you. Um, he was out yesterday, so they were down to Jeremy Sprinkle, who ain't it, and uh, as an Ian Murphy bunt, not Ian Murphy bunting. I think it is Ian Bunting though. Some practice squad tight end, so they they really couldn't run twelve personnel and be able to pass and run out of it, respectively. Um, I think the 12 personnel package earlier in the season was heavy due to not having your weapons. Make no mistake about it. Kellen Moore is a 11 personnel guy. And when you think about it, when you got a Zeke, you got a Tony Pollard who's healthy, that is the best personnel grouping to go to because now you, you have to pick and choose your poison and you can, how do you want it? I haven't been able to play that. Pisses me off. I haven't been able to play how do you want it. Because this, this run game is gone. There's only one way we can give it to you. <laughs> but I, I would like to see what's up with Sean McKeon next week and see if he's available and get him more involved. I, I think Sean McKeon, I, you know, I'm I'm not going to put the cart before the horse, but Sean McKeon is going to make this coaching staff make a decision with one of these tight ends next year. And I've been saying this. I said this on the round table. I'll say it again. Thank you, Dalton Schultz. I'm not spending what your market is probably going to be to bring you back. I don't think you're that kind of tight end. Um, I still believe he's a product of the system. He's not a feature in it. With that said, it's been a while, y'all. It's been a long time coming. A long time coming since we could have some type of cookout celebration. And yes, I know it got a, it, it escaped us, and we're kind of in this doom and gloom right now. Let's get back to some of, of what was good about this game yesterday at this damn on cookout. So get your plates, get your drink. Somebody bring the Uno cards. Somebody bring the somebody bring the spades. Table set that up. Offense, y'all can chill though. You, know, you guys go in there. You guys clean up the house. You make sure everything is straight. This ain't for y'all. You know, this ain't for y'all. This for the defense. Uh-huh. Yeah, this for the defense. We got a victory cookout for the D today, y'all. 
And sitting at the head of the table is one Michael Parsons. I mean, what more can we say? Defensive player of the year, one of the front runners in my opinion. Two sacks yesterday, tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. Continues to elevate his teammates. I think it was Marcus who talked about synergy. I think that synergy comes from this man. And way back, back in time. No, way back after he was drafted, I said, I think Micah is going to be the type of player that everybody around him is going to want to play harder for. Because they see this young man out there having fun and producing. and, and, And like I said, having fun and doing so. If you a player, if you play sports, you want to get in on that action. You know how that feels. So Michael Parsons, head of the table. <laughs> hey, Randy, welcome back, fella. Welcome back, brother. We missed you. Randy Gregory continues to show why he was a considered a top five talent coming out of the draft. The only reason why he didn't, because, you know, smoke weed every day. You know, had some issues he was going through and things like that, and that dropped him, and fortunately we were able to get him. But Randy Gregory, at the top of my list to re-sign. By hook or crook, bring this guy back. He had a sack yesterday, a forced fumble, an interception. He's only the second player in Cowboys history, according to the Cowboys PR, to have that stat line. The last player to do it was in 2002 against... The Washington football team. That's right. Bing bong. I love that he he does that now. If you don't know what that is, just Google bing bong. It'll lead you to New York Knicks. I'll just say that. Randy Gregory at the big grown folk, big mama table. Demarcus Lawrence. There is a sector of people in this, in this Cowboys nation that want to get rid of this man. And I could, I cannot fathom why. Demarcus Lawrence continues to just be what he is, one of the best defensive ends in the league. You can say he's not the best pass rusher. You can say he's not the best defensive end. I don't give a damn. What he is is he is a factor on the field. Since returning, he has 12 quarterback pressures and a sack. By the way, it's only two games. Two tackles for loss yesterday, two quarterback hits. And against New Orleans, he had a couple quarterback hits and, in my opinion, should have been a sack fumble they robbed him of that so demarcus lawrence you're at the big the grown folk table for the first time this year with your boy randy and with your boy micah and then i have to give a shout out to dorrance armstrong maybe one of the guys that got slept on coming out of this game even though he scored a touchdown but when you got parsons doing what parsons does when you got randy gregory you know looking crazy out there you got d law just harassing the quarterback you forget that Dorrance Armstrong was balling yesterday. He had the forced fumble, or he had the fumble recovery, ran it back for a touchdown, but he also had six tackles, which led the team. Uh, two pressures and two stops on the day. This is without a doubt Dorrance Armstrong career year. Um, I don't know that he's going to get paid a crazy amount of money, but he'll likely be out of Cowboys price range because, you know, Steven. But I wish nothing but the best for Dorrance after this year. I think he deserves whatever he gets. He's having a really good year. He's having a really good year. Iceberg Q said Quinn's on the on the grill. Absolutely. Jeremy said. <laughs> Jeremy said, Jerry's like I told y'all. You're right. Jerry Jones was pounding the table for Dorrance Armstrong. 
So that is my grown folk table at the cookout. You know, there's other people invited, right? There's other people invited. Let's talk about LVE. He invited to the cookout. But I got Gregory Parsons, Armstrong, D-Law at my, my table, man. Y'all can give me a couple who y'all think should be at the grown folk table, and uh, I'll read through some of those. But those are mine. Gregory Parsons, Armstrong, D-Law. For as, for as well as LVE played, I don't think he deserved to be at the table, but he definitely invited to the cookout. Because there was some points in time where I ain't even want him at the cookout, man. Jeffrey said J-Ron curse. I think J-Ron Curse co-led the team in tackles. So J-Ron Curse, Neville Gallimore. I mean, yes. I mean, Neville Gallimore is somebody's spades partner, right? Neville, welcome back, big fella. You got yourself a sack, had a tackle, flashed. Yeah, this defense line crazy. Steve Gumby says Diggs. Yeah, Diggs pretty much locked up Scary Terry. And they gave up that. Hey, listen, I ain't even mad at Trayvon for that, bro. Like, I mean, what are you going to do? He got mossed. Hell of a hell of a play by Sims. Should have never counted. But yeah, Diggs locked up uh, Scary Terry. We got J. Lou had to force fumble. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you all that. J. Lou definitely had to force fumble, so you, you, could, you could bring him there. Jeremy says Hooker, Malik Hooker. It feels like just the defense, man. Just everybody, come on. Come on to the, the whole defense. Just come to the cookout. The offense, stay at home. All right, man. DJ, you've been on hold for a minute, man. Let me get you in here. What's up, DJ? Hey, what's up, Scott? How you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. I'm the conference has been locked. Here we go. What's up, bro? How you doing? Oh, man, it's a good day. It's a good day. I mean, I'm, I enjoyed that victory yesterday because it was uh, it was different, right? It was sure. different from what we're usually seeing because for the first time, and I want to say – at least a decade, I was more excited about the defense going out on the field than I was the offense all of yesterday's game. I wanted to see <laughs> what more they could do uh, and what more could be done, how much more they could impress me as they played. Um, and, you know, we've been waiting all year for Tank, Micah, and uh, Randy Gregory to be out on the field at the mm-hmm. same time to see what would happen. And yesterday we found out. You know what I mean? So, you know, last time we talked, I, t- I mentioned, like, this could be a uh, potential. I have a top three defense. Well, it's here now. You know what I mean? It's now, coming. I don't think they'll be top three for the season because it's coming to fruition too late. But if they play as consistent as they did yesterday, yeah, it's a top three defense. Yeah, I think no the, the, the collection of talent is showing its ass. Like, I, I don't know in, in the Dak era – Definitely the Dak era. Tony era has some good talented defenses. But in the Dak era, I don't think there's mm. been a collective of talent like this on the defensive side of the ball. And now you're pairing it with a really damn good defensive coordinator. So you got the Jimmys and Joes. you got the X's and O's. And this damn, this damn sure might be a top three defense heading, in, excuse me, heading into the yep, playoffs. Man, and, and the question I wanted to ask you is, you know, the offense at 100% capacity like it was through the first seven weeks, Versus the defense that we saw yesterday, who do you think comes out on top? <laughs> that's a fun question. That's a fantasy fun question. The first seven weeks of the offense versus the defense, that's that's now. How will go D? Here's why. I feel like front seven, it, it, no matter who you are, man, if the front seven can harass you, that's going to make it difficult for you at, at on the offense side of the ball. And, and that was my thing. That was my thing because uh, Segway Jones here, 
basically what I'm looking at is Dak, um, you know, and I know this is a big, uh, and I mean no disrespect when I say that, because, you know, I love Dak, and he's the guy, and he'll be fine. Everything's going to be great with Dak. He just got to get, you know, but he has the yips right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's jumping through his progressions too quick. His, his feet are too hot. Um, you know, he, he has happy feet, and he's jumping around his feet. It is, it, it, therefore, it messes up his technique and all that. Like, it, he's just not being consistent with just reading the defense and, and making the right decision like he was earlier on. He's losing um, his patience. That, yeah, there's just not enough patience, which is an easy thing to fix in theory, right? It's easy to say. Um, because we know exactly what the problem is, so address it. But the problem is when you get in real time, you know, actually following through with that. So, like I said, it's not a big problem, but it is something that needs to be handled. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point you point out. Vosh pointed out as well that that you kind of got to tell yourself this isn't there isn't big issues that are, that is hampering the quarterback or really the offense. Like I don't think these things are non-correctable things. Um, in regards to the quarterback, though, I think it's in his head. Like, he just got to get out of his head. And trust, I said this last week, by hook or crook, trust your offensive line. You know, you got your guys back now. Now you may not retire, we'll see. But trust your offensive line. Just stay in there or, or step up, deliver it. Trust your receivers. See, you know, trust your legs. You know, tr- just trust yourself, man. I feel like he had an, an, a, a, a great amount of confidence in his team and in himself uh, prior to him getting hurt. And then he came back, and I feel like he's just pressing, like, ah, I got to make up for something. You know, you don't, bro. Just just stay within uh, the scheme. Stay well, If the scheme is even doing anything. But stay within the play. Take what they give you and live to fight another day. You could see this past week he came off. He was checking it down, like, immediately on third and five or something. I think yeah. he threw a couple check downs to Zeke. And then there was some design plays. And one hit, though, in, in the beginning of the game when they were running man. Um, one hit to Zeke on a, on a wheel route. Great play design. They never went back to that type of man defense unless they blitzed. So they were playing zone. So you kind of got to be more patient. And, and I think he lost his patience. His patience, and he even said it. I got to be more simple. You know, I'm I'm just it's just I'm doing too much right now. And he is, and it's costing him and the team. Yep, absolutely. And the, and the last thing that I'll leave is that there's phases with the season, um, just like there's phases in the game. Um, and with most Super Bowl teams, like there's some that just come out, they, they're Super Bowl favorites week one, and then they just play that out. But most Super Bowl teams, what happens is that right about, like Watch was saying, just to kind of build on that, is that right about this point of the season, just like after halftime, teams make adjustments. They yeah. know how to attack you now. They've seen yeah. everything that works and everything that doesn't work against you. And I think that it goes to Dak and that goes to Kellen as far as, not being, not making the adjustments necessary because the adjustments that you normally make, they already know that's coming as well. So they, they're like, okay, this is right about the time of the game that they do this. So they're ready for that from jump. So you're going out there expecting a certain thing for it to look a certain way, and it's not there, and then they don't know what to do. And that's, that's what I've seen is that right about that adjustment point is when the game falls apart because the first phase of the game – uh, in the first part of the season, really, they were just running off talent. We were more talented than people, and it was a functional, uh, acceptable scheme, so therefore it worked. Mm. But now we're into that point where the, the, the coaching, because the, the NFL is one of the few leagues in the world where the talent is super close, like the, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Arizona Cardinals or the Kansas City Chiefs are not that far apart. Yeah, right? the league. Talent-wise, if you get it, schemat- it schematically, 
you you're uh if you if you have a better scheme than the other team has, you're more likely to win the game. Um, but early on in the season, it's more just based off of talent because they don't know what you're going to do. But once they know what you're going to do, they uh, they plan for that and they scheme for that. And I think that's what's happening right now is that the teams know what our our first punch is going to be, and then they know what our second and counter punches are going to be, and they're they're already ready for that. So we're in that phase where we're figuring that out and figuring out how to beat and 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 just slip that counter punch and we'll be good to go. Yeah, coaching matters. I mean, that, that's what that comes down to. Yeah. You know, we we've been saying that forever. Um, coaching absolutely matters. Uh, but, but but the saying is this is an 8-8 eight and eight league, and no, no longer 16 games, but that's the saying. It's 8-8 eight and eight league, and what that means is the, the talent discrepancy is not very big from team to team. Um, however, the Dallas is definitely, I mean, they have a crap ton of talent, but like you said, it doesn't really matter how much talent. I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. That, that, that's too strong. You can have as much talent as possible. In a game where it is 11 players on the field that have to work in conjunction, if you could find a way to pierce through, because every team has a, you know, a, a crack in their armor, every team, if you could find a way to keep pounding at that crack, no matter if it's schematically, if it's a player, whatever it is, you can make it difficult for said team. Um, that's why you know a lot of these games come down. I think Coach said 50% of games come down to the last couple possessions or the last possession or whatever. Because it's the league, you know, so you're absolutely right. And now we just have to see not only, you know, the coaches adapt, but the players as well. And I think one of the things that Dak needs to adapt to is, okay, if we're not going to change things up drastically, then I need to be more patient. I think he's doing the opposite. I think he's trying to do too much and he's putting himself in harm's way. Yeah, he just keeps speeding it up and speeding it up, and now he has no time to – make a decision, but I'll, I'll let you go, brother. It's 10.30. You know, I know you're trying to get out of here. Great call, DJ. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I got to get to, to yes, Doc. Sir. Let me get Doc up in here in 7.06. What's up, Doc? Good morning, Skywalker. It is such a blessed day to be back with you. Hey, man, appreciate you, man. It definitely has, man. How you doing? It is a blessed Victory Monday. So, Cowboy Nation, calm down. Enjoy the ride, please. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I've been listening to you this morning, and there's some beautiful things that you've been saying to the people. I mean, you got you hitting the nail on the head all day this morning, okay? I appreciate it. That's one thing that I, I, I need to add to that, though. Our offense coordinated, coordinated, please stop calling those boys and stay calls, man. All you got to do is go back and look at some of, some of our offense's schematics and you can see a lot of Boise State influences in it. They're picking up on it now as we go on forward into the season. And, and, and Dak is not reading the field like normal. He does have happy feet. He want to get it out of his hand. He got two high safeties and everything underneath is, is cloudy. He needs to be a little bit more patient, just like you said, and trust the offensive line. That's our issue offensively. That's my opinion. I like the defense it. killing. Go ahead. No, no, I'm going to say a saying that my, my basketball coach used to tell me. Uh, I think it was my seventh grade coach or something. I can't remember. But it, it, it pertains to this in regards to Kellen Moore, man. Dribble with a purpose. And I think I said that before. I, I feel like, right. again, there's just really no purpose, rhyme, or reason to some of the things we see in the midst of these games or even in the first 15, right? I, I feel like the first 15 have not really been that crisp. But we finally did get into some sort of a flow to open the game. Um, 
yesterday. But when I say dribble with the purpose, I mean all the razzle dazzle, whatever. You know, that's that's not dribbling with the purpose. That's trying to do all this cute right. cute stuff because you know why? He's not doing anything off of it. What what have we seen off of the fake pitch wildcat thing? They did? nothing. What have we seen off of the, the the jet sweep? Nothing. We 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 haven't. What have we seen off of the? What did he do where, where he had Dak do a fake pitch to somebody and then shovel pe- That is the cute stuff that gets on my damn nerves inside the 20. And to me, Kellen, that shows me, A, you don't believe in your, your offense inside the 20. B, your boys are soft down there. And I don't think Zeke is soft. I don't think Tyron, Zach, and those boys are soft. Collins is soft. I don't think that at all. But that's a soft mentality. When you get to the 10-yard line and you got to do a fake pitch out, and, and, and what are we? We're not the Chiefs. The Chiefs do that, I say, all right, I get it. They're a finesse squad. The Dallas Cowboys do all this cute stuff in the 10-yard line. I'm saying, why? You know? I thought we were this physical. We want to be a physical bunch. Why? So, dribble with the purpose, Kellen. I don't feel like that's what we're doing with the scheme, and I would like to see us to kind of get back to that. Well, dribble with a purpose in order to score. To score, Because right. that is the name yeah. of the game. Yes, you cannot win unless you score more than the other team. Mm. Okay? And kicking field goals in the red zone makes no sense to me. I'm not saying every, every chance you get go for it on fourth down. I'm not saying that. But we need to be more distinct. I mean, where's the run? I mean, I, mean, I know he's powerful, <laughs> but we need to do something. Run on the edges. Something needs to happen. <laughs> I'm reading the chats here, man, and yeah, a lot of y'all are right. I feel like if you get into the playoffs, and and I'll I'll say threat. I love to use this word threat of a run game. If you don't have a threat of a run game, if you can't find some efficiency in the run game, it is really going to be hard to to you know to get to where you want to go. So they got four games to, to figure this thing out to find a way to be uh, efficient with a hobbled Zeke and and a, what seems to be a kind of inconsistent run blocking offensive line and an inconsistent run scheme. They they gotta find some efficiency because y'all are right here in the chat, man. If if there is no run game, especially if you gotta go to Green Bay, especially if you gotta go on the road wherever you gotta go, you, you're you're talking about battling uphill. Exactly. And I think that's a little bit too much pressure to be putting on Dak that's coming off an injury. Any quarterback and having a very long I'm just saying, having a very long season after being out all last year. So, that, that, sure. I mean, he's pushing it right now. He's pushing it, especially with a hobble right leg when you throw off of that leg that you're playing on all the time. So, I know we have a lot in the bag right now, but pressure is on us to come through. This is our stretch. Uh, uh, and I don't want to hold you too long. Go ahead. Appreciate you, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just say I didn't want to hold you long because I know this is the end of the show, but I had to touch base, which has been a minute, and I want to thank you guys. My family and I had the most beautiful time with the Cowboy Nation and you guys that we've had ever on my birthday. Man, that was a fun day. That was a fun day, man. Texas Live be lit down there in that live arena, don't it? Yes, Lord. (laughs) And and if you haven't been there, and if you guys haven't been there, Cowboy Nation, you are missing it. Trust me. I will be back. Appreciate you, Doc, man. You have a blessed day. And don't forget to play our song before you get out of here. I I, I don't even have it loaded up because of the way things have been going the last month and a half. But I'm going to load it up. I'm going to load it up for you. (laughs) Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one now. Peace. All right. Yeah, man. You guys are making some good points here. Uh, about the about the ground game 
You know, I, I, I they need to find this man. I, I don't. They have to find a way to 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 get this thing back going to be efficient because I do think while the plays are not embedded within the run game like say the Washington football team is right. There's a lot of passing plays embedded in their East West uh, pre snap stuff and play action stuff. The threat needs to be there. Without the threat, I said this for the last three weeks. Why am I why am I scared of Zeke? For who? For what? For why? I'm not loading the box. I'm not. Denver did, and it worked because at that point in time, we weren't thinking Zeke Elliott's not the same. Uh, but at this point, if I'm a coach, I'm just going to say, hey, man, until y'all beat me on the ground, I'm going to make you throw this rock 40 times a game into a sea of seven or eight guys in the backfield, which means that your cue is going to have to make tight window throws all game, and I'm just waiting for him to make a mistake. One mistake. And I could change the tide of the game. And that happened last week. It happened. Well, for no reason. We could have just ran the ball and ran the clock out. But, yeah, I digress. Uh, Tom wants to put uh, Connor Williams back in. Yeah, I can't wait. When I'm done here, I'm going to go back and watch and see how Lyle did. Um, And tomorrow we'll we'll review. I'll probably have it up. We'll review some of the plays that I see uh, from the offense and then get us back in good spirits. We'll look at some of the defense. Well, 706, close us out, man. Then I'll get into the chat. Hello. Seven oh six, you are live. What's going on? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm my first time calling. Oh, okay. Welcome to the show, man. Uh, I be watching you, brother. You do a great job. I just got. I just got three things. Gotcha. Three things. Say. Coaching. Sure. Offense and defense. That's all for the coaching. Mike McCarthy. I'm, I'm an old head. I'm a forty plus year fan. I've seen every two boys in playing. So this is what I see. Mike McCarthy and Kevin Moore. Mike McCarthy needs to be take over from the free caller in the second half. Hmm. What do you think? Um I think something like that is a, is a drastic move. I do think Mike McCarthy may may need to come to Kellen Moore and try to figure out how to get this offense back, you know, but I, I don't know if, if him calling plays, I feel like that's drastic and, and, and well, tough to well, do. What I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is McCarthy has the experience. You're right. These type of things. You're absolutely right. He, he had the experience. He needs to say, hey, tell him, down. we need to do this. And, and with that, it's still 100%. He looks, when he made that run on that last drive, he looks gimpy. You know, hmm. you know what I'm saying? He, he I think he looked good. He's lumbering. He I think he's lumbering. Dak has always been a lumbering runner, though. Dak has never been fleet of foot. He's always been a power runner that needs to get yeah, ahead he's of like, steam. Like, he's like, he's like he's lumbering. And, and, he, and, you know, Zeke is nicked up. And Pollard, they're nicked up. They, when I watched the game, I watched the game yesterday, and I, I was seeing some stuff. Kellen Moore, he calling college, college plays. He's calling it in, and they'll, they'll, they'll get it on first down. They get two or three yards. They go to the huddle. Only just call some plays in the huddle and just do a, do a no huddle, right? When they're nailed in that two minute offense, they flow better. You ever notice that? Yes, I was. I have that down written here. Tempo. I would love to see them get into the tempo offense a little bit more. We, we flow better, and and, and it, it flows better when it comes to we had no red zone answer. We get in the red zone. I noticed that 
like you said yesterday, run the ball one yard on second down, you throw the ball, and then yeah, now we have third, third, down and third and eight from the seventeen yard, <laughs> third and eight from the yeah, twelve. You know, that's eight. not that's not how you. That's where the run game really is missing. It's when you get into that, when yeah. you, what I call the green zone, which is around that 30 to 25-yard line. If you don't have a run game that can, that can spring you 10 to 15 yards or 7, 8-yard pops, and then you can give favorable goal-to-goal situations, it, it's a problem. In um, between the 20s, Dak, can move, we move the ball between the 20s. You know, that, we've seen them do that. But these we, red, the red zone issues are We had a bit off in between the 20s. I don't know. Between the 20s, we had a bit they got to figure yeah, it out, the bro. They got to figure out the red zone, man, for sure. Yeah. And, and the, the offense can run. He don't trust that. And the offensive line, what game was that? They shuffle the offensive line. But when it's against New Orleans, shuffle the offensive line, and you don't do that. It, it didn't look right. Yeah. It's going to be more it, shuffling. It, it didn't look right. In fact, let me go look and see. It, 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 I think it was New Orleans. They, they shuffle the offensive line in. No, it was Kansas. I, I it, was, it, was, it was the Raiders game. They were in and out. Well, you're going to see more yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's poor coaching. That go back to coaching again. And, and, and people on fans don't realize it. The COVID and the injuries caught up with Cowboys. It finally did. It yeah, caught man. up with because it, it caught up. That, that's what that would have been. And the defense, the defense looked great yesterday. They got they, they got their horses to back. Sure. But the defense, you get your horses back in, in defense. The only thing I'm saying about the In closing, in closing. Big Dig needs to work on his technique. He has four techniques. Who? He does. Big. Trayvon did have four techniques. You know, I, I watched him. I, I, I watched him. I, I thought Elvis Walls play. I saw Dion play. He, they got better technique than he does. If you work on this technique, you should toe size field out. You worried about Dig? They don't throw to him that six. He got beat because they want throwing to his side. He'll, he'll get Brother. he get he get lost. He, he's not they ain't throwing his side. He's back there, and this they can catch right. it. Okay, sir. Um, I, I I don't I'm not worried about Trayvon Diggs. He shut down Scary Terry. I, I don't know what technique issues yeah. you're oh, talking yeah, he, about. He did. He, he did, but he he, he, he all season he, he did that those that, that move he got beat. He, they got moved. He can beat him on. He didn't get, up he in didn't a, get beat. He didn't get. See, I think people have this. They 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 don't understand. No offense to you. I'm just saying that is not beat. That is an out and up. Diggs did the right technique, got his hips flipped, turned around, ran with the man, had his eyes to to the ball, and was in position to make a pick. Just an amazing play by the wide receiver in the end zone. Diggs, why are we we're worried about Diggs today? I'm talking about that New England game where he got caught. Look, and the safety was out of position. And that if that one on him, that was on the face. Sure, but I just one final question: Are you worried about Diggs? Yeah, well, I love him. He's great. I love him. He's the best cornerback they have since Dion. But you worried about him? Oh, nothing. No, he just he's technically be more, and he and he really be on. I'm not worried about him. Okay, I was confused. I thought you was concerned about Trayvon Diggs, and Trayvon Diggs has been playing phenomenal ball uh, this year. Um, yeah, he's a great. He'll he'll great. He'll great corner. The Cowboys stole him. He's a t- he's a second year he player. He still absolutely is developing yeah. as a player. There's no doubt about that. I just thought I you, you were you were saying I, I he was an him. issue yesterday, so I was confused. But oh, hey, dog. Oh, 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 he, 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 he was on a mission. 
But he, he got some things he can work on. I'm saying that, but he that's a little. But I love him. I like his attitude. He, he's go get him and and, and Parsons. Cause I, uh, Michael Parsons. Oh my God. Yeah, man. Hey, pre- I, 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 I got to get going though, man. But I appreciate the call, good brother. Michael Parsons is a beast. Hey, B. Lawrence Taylor 2.0. That's all I'm going to say. I love it. Hey, appreciate the call, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. You know, so, thanks, man. So, I went to go check up on Tyron Smith. Yeah, our fan base. And the first thing that pop up, uh, 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 the first thing that pops up when I'm looking for Tyron Smith to see if I can get a an update, whoever this person is, Tyron Smith is washed up. Below the heavens, I saw you in there saying certain things about, but but I, you know, I don't even know, man. That's why I like to talk. That's why I appreciate. I really appreciate the the the, the folks who tune into this channel, right? Because y'all know me. I'm not going to go far left, far right. We're going to figure this thing out and talk real. Tyron Smith washed up is not real. I'm sorry I let that get to me. It, it just bugs me because this type of stuff does get circulated. Sure, is the injury prone. Absolutely, we understand that. Yesterday had nothing to do with Tyron Smith being A, washed, or B, injury prone. He got rolled up on. What do you want him to do? <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Go on, y'all. Relax. <sighs> let me get back into the chat, man. What y'all talking about, man? Hey, Doug said, leave my cousin Tyron alone. Uh, you know, it's one thing to have questions about Tyron Smith's health long term, but not, it had nothing to do with him being injury prone yesterday. He got rolled up. Uh, Tom Downey said, didn't the turf shut down Scary Terry? The turf. Uh, what are you? What are you? What are you saying there, brother? I'm not sure what you're saying, but but if you're trying to say that Diggs did not get in Scary Terry's, no, no, I'm gonna say that. Get in his grill yesterday. I think you might want to go back and watch, man. And that was just the broadcast view they were showing. You know, I'm going to go check it out here on the bird's eye view. But they showed up like five or six plays of Diggs running with Scary Terry and in his just locking him up. So I don't think they shut the turf shut down Scary Terry. I think Trayvon Diggs shut down Scary Terry. Excuse me, y'all. But I go back and watch. I go back and watch. Uh, <laughs> y'all so wrong in this chat. <laughs> TC said Tyron still playing at a Pro Bowl level. Absolutely, man. He's an all-pro. When Tyron Smith has been on the field, aside from that glitch, he's been an all-pro. He's been an all-pro. Uh, Shane said, I complain about this all the time with the casuals. They want to get rid of players. You know, you know, you know that's something that we got to battle with as creators or what have you. I can't always give that attention to stuff like that. It's silly. Uh, Blow said, I can't with some of these people, man. They, they act like we're 4-9. As, as doing what I do, I do have to address both sides. You know, I get the people who are all doom and gloom, talk it through. I get the people sometimes who are too far left, like nothing is wrong. But there, you can you can be in. It's okay to be in the middle. It's okay to be happy that your team is showing some improvements defensively. They're nine and four, chance to win the division, home playoff game. You get in a tournament, something special can happen. But you can also say there's things that we need to improve. That if they don't improve, you will not get to the ultimate goal, right? That, that, that's fair. Mr. Jab said we want Dallas. Yeah, that was fun. Washington. Ah, I wish I was at that game. Hey, Fresh said AB needs to be on that jugs machine. He has no hands. None whatsoever in regards to yesterday. He dropped about three picks yesterday. But but nonetheless, he was in position, played good. He played good. Uh he's talking about when Terry hit the ground super hard. Oh, so you're saying 
Okay, that, that was the end of it. Unless Stevie, Stevie Mack is just playing. But he's saying when Terry hit the ground super hard and the ball got knocked out because of it. Well, I don't think Trayvon was even over there. I'd have to go back and look at the play. Um, but I think it was Hooker and I want to say KZ or somebody that it was. A, I think the play was breaking down. My man scrambled out, got open, airballed it, and got rocked. He mossed somebody. Great catch. Had a concussion, never came back in. But prior to that, Trayvon or uh, Scary Terry was blanketed. He got nothing. Zero. Nada. Only got a catch. Flo says 3 0 in division. Absolutely. LFNC Sports Show says we need to run more 21 personnel. Here's a problem LFNC. Jarwin's gone, so boom. You throw in who was the guy that uh, wasn't McKean? I don't think it was. It was Sprinkle. I think was your guy for a while until McKean came back. Sprinkle's not really going to be a threat much in that twelve personnel. In fact, he's been kind of eh, in regards to blocking. I want to see more twelve with Sean McKean. He was out yesterday. Couldn't do anything about that. But I wonder if twelve personnel could be an elixir to your your running game problems. But I still think 11 is your best your best bet. I, I do. I think having 11 personnel is your best bet if you have a threat of a running game, right? Like, if you if you want to run 11 all day and you just cannot take advantage of the empty boxes, then you're going to have a long day, and we're not doing it. So, Blake Jarwin out for the season. Uh, it doesn't sound good. I'm not really counting on him to be back. I think Coach said something last week of the sense of, you know, hey, we'll we'll revisit Blake Jarwin. We'll reevaluate him. Um, he seems to be okay in the sense of in spirits and whatnot. But nothing sounded like he was a for sure fire comeback. And if he does, maybe it won't be until the playoffs. Um, which again, getting Blake Jarwin back in the playoffs, great. That's great. But I don't know that I'm counting on Blake. Just like I'm really not counting on Donovan Wilson. If he comes back. Cool. He's going to give you two games. This dude just keeps getting hurt, man. I love that. Cowboys are 8-1 and one in the NFC. Now, context, right? They haven't really played the top NFC teams that you're going to play in the playoffs. Uh, but nonetheless, they are taking care of their conference. Um, don't want to put the, the cart or the yeah, the cart before the horse. The, the Cardinals game is the most important game for me coming up on this schedule in regards to seeing where your team is at because that's the team you might have to play or that's a caliber of team you're going to have to play in the playoffs so when we get there we'll talk about it with that said i think we're good here i want to see if there are any more questions uh shundra said lyle needs to play guard if you want to win a super bowl uh, if you think lyle moving to guard is going to solve your problems you're wrong <laughs> i you know it if they put him there, cool. That ain't that ain't gonna solve your problems. I'll tell you that right now. You know what I mean? Your court, your running back has a, a a gimpy leg. One, one gimpy leg. Lyle Collins can't clear the entire defense for you. Lyle Collins not calling the offensive plays. Um, if they put him at left guard, that's great. But Lyle Collins is not your solution, in my opinion. Do I think Washington still wants Dallas? course not but they'll get another shot at home two weeks two weeks they'll get another shot Doug thinks that Jarwin went on permanent IR I believe he's back on IR he was on COVID came off of that one back on IR um 
there I don't think there really is a permanent IR no more unless it's a season ending injury. Uh and I don't think they're they're there just quite yet. Robbie's worried about Pollard. Foot injuries always worry me, man. But hey, look at our guy, Demarcus Lawrence, came back from broken foot and he's playing like a pro bowler again. So we'll see. We'll see, man. Jeremy said we're putting up 40 next time we see Washington. Honestly, to keep it a beam, prior to that Cardinals game, I'm really interested to see how we respond to Washington again because they're not going to change what they do. They're going to come out and they're going to play your quarters defense. They're going to play that zone. Can we adapt to it in such a, in such a short span? I would like to see it. So maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse thinking about Arizona. I want to see them come back with Washington coming to Dallas and see how they respond. That'd be nice. But all right, y'all, I'm going to hit this button, get up out of here. Usually the day after the shows are long shows because we got to get it all out. Get it all out tomorrow. After further review, I hop into the lab today, talk about what I saw, show some you, show, show y'all what I saw. See if we can figure out what the hell happened offensively. Seriously, man. Make sure y'all tune in tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime, Mauricio Rodriguez. And check out a to z sports.com slash Dallas for all your Cowboys needs. I'm out. Love y'all. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Matt, the mod God. Appreciate all the donations too. Callers, y'all were bomb today. I want me some glory hope.